for USA Radio News. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Here on this Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk at AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, right here in the Kiva on this, uh, well, windy, fiery, whatever you want to call it, Monday. Uh, we've got a complaint for everything. I just listened to the top of the hour news just now as you were like, well, the umps can't go because they don't love the children. They're depressed and they can't put enough gas in the car. We only have one like, why don't we just automate everything at this point? I think that's the way to go. Just to just automate McDonald's, which I walked in yesterday. I was so incredibly happy to get my uh, breakfast and I joined the McDonald's club. I'm like, what the hell? I'm going to turn my, uh, you know, $13, um, $14 breakfast into $8. You can do that with the uh, McDonald's app and uh, better do that. You can catch us for free. Just you and me on the TV. Broken TV, Amazon, Fire, and Apple TV, where you can see my beautiful Radio Clyde t-shirt. There it is. Barely fits, but it fits nonetheless. I'm um, squeezing into my XL t-shirts. It used to be XLT or XXL. There it is. Uh, you can also catch us, us directly on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, apping directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, or support doubt and uh, the operation at rockoftalk.chat, which... Looks like the Twitter account's going to be alive and well. That's kind of exciting. So we'll go ahead and uh, get into a little bit of uh, Twitter discussion uh, here uh, this afternoon. Uh, my colleague here, uh, Dowd Musk Hour One, a little fun here for Hour One because we get to jump back into the Twitter war. And um, I'll tell you, uh, strategically sort of looking at this, Dowd, and I want to start here. We'll get to the fires. We'll get to a lot of other stuff. But the good thing about Elon Musk is he's just a hell of a lot smarter than just everybody else. And as you see, well, what's what's the right wing guy? Uh, the guy, uh, yeah, Devin Nunes. Yeah, he left to go ahead and start. Yeah, this is why you don't hire politicians to do anything. So Devin Nunes is uh, kind of late to market. Uh, we're we're going to go ahead and uh, join in the free speech. Oh, Donald Trump's a little bit late to the party, I see. Should have got that platform, and then you wouldn't have had uh, probably – uh, one, uh, Elon Musk bid 44 billion and then secure his deal. Yeah. That's how much, uh, Donald Trump's little Twitter empire. If he wanted to build his free speech empire could have been worked out, but, uh, instead he missed it. Uh, uh, Elon beats him to the punch and, uh, Elon beats free speech to the punch. In fact, uh, Elon Musk might become synonymous with free speech. He won't ban a single person. And, for those of you with dead accounts and Twitter, soon to be back alive again, that's where you're going to go back for your free speech. And that's got to be a good day uh, here for America. We, we might call this Emancipation Day one day when we save this country. Uh, D-Dowd, uh, Muska, how are you? Uh, more than a little happy on this day, Eddie. And uh, I think we can't uh, count our victory before it's complete, but it's looking very, very good. Uh, not only does Rock of Chalk, uh, uh, does Rock of Talk chat Twitter account, continue i may go back and reestablish my own private one okay. uh it, it, it's uh I'm, I'm i'm in a good mood today and and listen I, I understand that a lot of people who are not do not work in media they don't understand the importance of this they say yeah i have a facebook account but I, that twitter never i don't know how it works and it doesn't interest me it it was this echo chamber for prominent leftists in government and in media and to the extent that that elon can crack that thing open it's going to help 
the free exchange of ideas. It's going to be good for the country, whether you feel it directly uh, or not. So uh, let's uh, let's be happy today. There's a, there's a big reason to be happy. Yeah, I think somebody who's willing to pay that much for free speech and so that he can guarantee your free speech is everything. Donald Trump misses the boat uh, yet once again. He fed us to the wolves on uh, the Russia stuff. If you don't like it, shut off the radio. Uh, we know the, where we are. Excuse me, not on the Russia stuff, on the COVID stuff. Uh, so happily, uh, happy to lose you as a listener, folks, and uh, jump on the DeSantis train. This country's moving forward. Nunes late to the game, a number of other conservatives late to the game as well. The country itself uh, is moved backward in giant leaps and bounds. Uh, we've had our greatest president, of course, was no doubt uh, Donald J. Trump. But, you know, folks, uh, I'll tell you, the world is changing and changing very rapidly. And then reestablishing that, I think, is a good thing. Now, uh, Elon Musk, in as much as he uh, borrowed from the government, he did pay it back. He's also... United States' largest taxpayer. Let's not forget that. Nobody gives more money to the federal government than uh, D, or excuse me, than uh, Elon Musk. D. Dad Muska would make it sound like it might be him. <laughs> I should say that. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, this is something that uh, we need to continue to, uh, uh, I think, triumph and and push forward with. And you only need one platform. So all the other platforms that are out there, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be this convergence on the timing. Okay. And this is this this is fine, and we don't need that platform. I'm really not that interested in Twitter. I am interested in in a place that people feel like that they can all congregate and have a wide open forum. I mean, for 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 you know what sake, over at the University of New Mexico, they have free speech zones. This would this would this would eliminate all free speech zones. Period. It would be free speech worldwide once again, and not banning that and keeping it on there. I don't know how the left actually attacks back and. This is happening synonymously as leftist media continues to falter. You've got CNN Plus. You've got, uh, you know, all the other ones. And, 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 you know, the other thing that's really good that I'm super excited about is you have Tucker Carlson. Tucker, I love you. I love Tucker Carlson for running to Alex Jones Rescue yesterday or just in general and saying about Alex Jones, I listened to his Sunday program. Haven't listened to him in some time, but it. Uh, when I was out in Florida, people have such a high opinion of Alex Jones. And Alex Jones is selling these T-shirts that say Alex Jones was right. And and how many of you nut jobs out there? Now, you're the nut job because Alex Jones has got it right how many times? Uh, he's no conspiracy kook. Uh, uh, by the way, happy uh, birthday to Richard C. Hoagland, uh, <laughs> who is, uh, by the way, a fan of the show and a fan of the radio station and uh, quite often featured. Yes, Dowd. Wow. Yes, Dowd. Yeah, you might want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does listen. Richard Hoagland's uh, not a bad guy at all. And, uh, you know, we can get into the Lazar stuff. We can start exploring these things. Maybe we might get down to the to the bottom of the John F. Kennedy shooting finally. Oh, I, you know, all these things that we expect. I think I was expecting from Donald Trump. Was I expecting too much? I think I was expecting from Donald Trump, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, that uh, he was going to uh, release, uh, unleash the Kraken on the JFK. That never came to fruition. You know, uh, I'm look if if DeSantis can do that, I'm happy uh, for that. Uh, I gotta I gotta just tell you, folks, we just have to move forward, and it seems like we are. I know the market took a big jump backwards uh, yesterday, but as you conservatives are sort of looking for other people's opinions, and you're going to hear in, in hour number three, I have a, a gubernatorial candidate. She begged me, doubt. Sorry, I had to jump in. She begged me to be on so she could answer because she did not receive the questions. I got to say, I am merciless against these candidates. Everybody knows who my preferred candidate was. It was Greg Zanetti. He finished third on Friday. He finished third. If, if that's not fair to the rest of the camps, I don't want. And Mark Ronchetti, 
my gosh, that guy was texting. He says he's on it. He's he sent out an email today asking for all sorts of uh, volunteers. People are going to be out. That's how you run a candidate. That's how you run a campaign. If you're going to be able to beat Michelle Lujan Grisham, that's that's what you do. And you answer the questions and you say, okay, well, here, I've got all the answers and, and this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Mark Ronchetti was not my first, not my second, not my third candidate. But I told Mark, I said, I'm already behind Zanetti when I saw him over at the, at the Republican Party. But you know what? Mark kept fighting and that was a good thing. And he's, well, he's just a weatherman. He wasn't a Trumper. And I'm not a fan about that at all. But now kind of given where we're at moving forward, <laughs> let's let's hook our uh, chains to the cart and, you know, or, or whatever, hitches to the wagon or whatever, whoever is doing that Western uh, town, so to speak. But we are headed in a direction where I think there is a good possibility of a Republican occupying the governor's mansion uh, come November. And that would be much more preferable. Now, I do have to say one thing. Doubt sent me something last night. And we're going to get back to uh, the Twitter conversation. I'd love to take your calls on this. Uh, if you're going to jump back on Twitter, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to kind of see what you're saying and see what you're thinking. I, I probably won't get back on Twitter. There's just, there's, there's no reason for me. Now, doubt, I can see doubt doing, because he doesn't have a platform like we have a radio station. You're going to see like radio, Clyde 261. I wore this for your family. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Radio Clyde 261 is? You're going to find out in okay. hour number three. It's just the best, best radio. And this has to do with uh, jingles. I bought this shirt uh, five years ago, well, four or five years ago up in Santa Fe. You ever go to those secondhand stores? Secondhand stores have great, and I have, I've compiled a number of, of stores. They used to have a thrift store where the Sprouts is now. And you used to be able to walk in there and people would just dump their shirts. I've got an old Dead Kennedy shirt. I've got an old Coca-Cola shirt. I know with Coke is woke now and all that stuff. I've got, I've got that. I've got, um, um, I don't even know what else I have, but I'm going to pull out my old t-shirts since I fit into them. I got a couple of larges, but I've got some XLs. And since I can fit into them again, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wear them proudly at rockoftalk.tv. Radio Clyde is a Scottish radio company. I think maybe it started in, I don't know, 73, 74. And it was kind of amazing because um, it, it brought nothing but good mood, good vibes, good music, good everything. And you can kind of look it up, Radio Clyde 261. And it's got some of the best jingles, and that's what we're doing. I mean, I told you I had a new jingle. I wanted to get it just right. So hopefully by tomorrow I'll have it all done, but you're going to hear a bunch of radio jingles in the third hour to kick things off in addition to uh, the uh, Ethel Maharge. My engineer is going to be here tomorrow for the radio uh, station uh, as well. Where was I going? I was talking about Twitter, Dowd. And then uh, I was moving into the conversation about Twitter and, you know, how we need to sort of move as conservatives. I, I lost my train of thought because I was so excited about my jingles and the T-shirts. Uh, uh, questions for candidates last week? Uh, questions for candidates last week, yes. I gave those to Ethel Maharge. Uh, she did those uh, sight unseen. She didn't get those. Uh, you know, some of you candidates are, who are out there, if you're not going to respond, you're not prepared for the big time, baby. Uh, you just aren't. And Michelle Lujan Grisham, you know how worried she is about this uh, this year's uh, governor's race? <laughs> She's getting married May 21st with Kamala Harris. That, that's how worried she is right now. Okay? So it's time to sort of turn up the pressure. Uh, today is sort of the official first day of early voting because I believe early voting, if I'm not mistaken, starts next Monday. Is that right, Dowd? I think it is. So, you know, these these campaigns need to be in full force. They need to be hitting the ground running. Like, you need to be hitting your stride. Uh, for those of you who ever ran the 400, 
you hit the top of the lane and you, you know that you have a good 30, 35% oxygen and you can have your kick at the very end. These, these candidacies have been going for some time. And I know Mark, even though I don't watch TV, I think Mark is on TV, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe that any other candidates are on, Dow doesn't watch TV. I don't believe that any other candidates are on TV. If you think that money doesn't matter in politics, you're a, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. And these Republicans haven't felt like they needed to part ways with any money at all for any of these candidates. Now, I didn't ask for any money because I was running for the mayor. I jumped in for the you know last 13 days and I said, okay, well, I'm just not going to vote for any of these bozos. And I made them look exactly like what they were, okay? We're at a point where you need to start thinking about where we're at in this uh, economy. And you, you, you've, you've got some money. You just did your taxes. You might want to think about uh, who you're going to be ponying up to the line, whether it's 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks. I don't care. You need to think about, and these candidates out there need to be thinking about how they're going to be managing their money. And I want to see cash on hand. I want to see who has money, how they're going to manage it, and how they're going to get out. You know, I don't know that we need to be doing some big consulting fees and bombing each other in this primary at this point. I don't know that that needs to be taking place, given that you're be dealing, you're going to be dealing with a governor who is going to have somewhere around seven to eight million dollars. Do you really want these Republican candidates to beat the you know what out of each other at this point? I don't think so. I don't think that that's what you want. I don't. I think it's a bad idea. Soften each other up. Oh, he did this and they did that. And like, I don't know that you want to do that in the primary. Okay. I think there's a place for all these five people in administration if you can win. And that's now the telltale sign. The telltale sign is whether or not they think that they can beat Michelle Lujan Grisham collectively. Hey, buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy. Buddy, buddy. buddy. Jay Block called me Saturday. Buddy, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Called me Saturday. I'm like, hey, what's up, Jay? How's it going? How are you? How are you? How are you doing? How's it going? Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Things are always good with Jay. But look at the cash on hand. Not good. Is there a place for Jay? Well, you know, if it comes a head bouncer for the Republican Party so we can kick the living tar out of Michelle Lujan Grisham with crotch grabbing and she's a B and all this kind of, Jay's your guy. Is that the image that you're going to be running with, with everything on policies? This is the type of thing where he can go and he can convince other people in Sandoval County, hey, I helped turn this red. I can stay county commissioner. I've already told Jay you need to get out of the race. Oh, Eddie, you're killing me. Oh, he was fighting. He was fighting for his answers, texting me while we were going through the grading period. I thought I graded it pretty fairly on Friday. And I waited. I wanted to see his, okay, so nobody else. You know, Greg gave us those one-word answers. We love Greg Zanetti. I love Greg Zanetti. But I'm not going to give the, the victory to Greg Zanetti because he decided to say yes to a uh, an answer that was literally 77, a question that was literally 70 words. No, I'm not going to do that. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be iron sharpening iron. I'm like, well, yes, get it out of my way. I got to get something else to do. I'm busy. Got to raise money. No, that's not going to work. I love Greg. Knows I love him. Got so much love for you, Greg. But hey, not third. Finish behind Jay Block. But Mark wanted it. Mark wanted it, and I've, I've received lots of lots of feedback. It's like, whoa, Mark Ronkitty, what are you doing? But like, I don't know. I haven't. 
just dealing with doubts, questions, who's has nothing to do with the Republican Party, thought they all seemed pretty fair. And then then I got no response from the one person who I thought who had, had the most momentum. And I literally received multiple texts from that person that didn't submit her answers. And I was angry because, it, in my opinion, that was hers to lose. She had the momentum. She was on the hills. And I'm like, what? What? Hello? Hello? I haven't got your answers yet. Got to get your <laughs> There's a cutoff here, you know, like everything else in life. There's like there's nothing. But I did get several texts. Have I responded to that? No, I'm not. I'm not going to be jumping on your side if we can't get the deal done. Performance is key when you're facing the likes of Michelle Lujan Grisham and her administration and an entire state dominated by Democrats. You going to bring your A game? Did I show up to the debates like, oh, I'm here. Don't you know me? Uh, what? Duh, yeah. Democrats are terrible. I won later. We kicked the living crap out of them in seven debates. Poor Manny. I, I mean, the guy's literally still, his clothes are still at the cleaner. He, he, he uh, pooped the bed so bad. He's still waiting for that question to be asked of him again because yeah. he couldn't understand the, the first question? time. <laughs> can, you repeat the question? can you repeat the question? Huh, what? You have all these Republicans like, oh, Manny, Manny. Oh, we're going to get behind a Democrat, Manny. Well, I don't want any protest candidates. You're an idiot. John Rockwell, you're an idiot. Brilliant County GOP, you're like, they're all just started a giant fight in the middle of this whole thing. You know what's a great idea? Why don't we start a giant fight right before the mayor election and decide to go ahead and upend the entire party? Yeah, we'll do that. I haven't even jumped on the CD1 race. Apparently, there's all sorts of shenanigans that were happening in the CD1 race. I'd be like, what? I can't really figure out what the heck is going on. Well, uh, Eddie, not- Eddie, funny, oh. that you, funny that you should say that. Uh, as of this morning, the uh-huh. CD1 candidates have their 10 questions, and we're going to see how they respond. Um, and not only do we have our friend Louie, and not only do we have uh, perennial candidate Michelle uh, Garcia-Holmes, but we have uh, Ms. Reeve, who I guess is trying to launch a write-in uh, candidacy. All three, all three campaigns Wait, have Reeve, received... I thought Reeve supported uh, Louie. I thought I saw some sort of in weird endorsement. Oh, wait, listen, if I'm wrong on that, then, I mean, her campaign website is still up, so I just assumed she's still running. Uh, oh. All all three have my questions. They have the same deadline that the gubernatorial candidates had Thursday at midnight, and we're going to be running their answers on Friday and discussing their answers on Friday. No favorites. And uh, uh, I I hate to break it to Rebecca Dow, but none of the questions I ask of the congressional candidates have anything to do with Rebecca Dow. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. It was Rebecca's. uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, darling, it was yours to lose. You had so much promise, so much. uh, Well, we'll just have to go ahead and uh, do an interview. And she's going to come back. She's going to fight. She's going to spit hot fire. But I'm going to be like, what? Come on. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Speaking of that. It was on this day in 1970. It was the old Jackson 5 launching into the fray, knocking off the old Beatles. Back after a quick break, more of this talk, and we'll jump into uh, some conversations about uh, Musk and Twitter and free speech is alive and well again, I guess, at least on one platform, soon to be. We'll wait for that time to come, uh, True Fruition. And that's where everyone's going to flock. It's That's what it was. I'll talk about that. I'll make my point on the convergence of all that. And all the media, you won't need Rumble. You won't need, uh, I don't know, what, is, what are all these other concerns? You won't need any of that. People don't want any of that kind of biased stuff. 
Elon Musk is so incredibly smart. He just said, hey, you know what? Just put it on one place where everybody can argue and have their points with no bias and no censorship. That's America, baby. 424, back in four. Just win, baby. Isn't that what Al Davis used to say? And he just, he lay it all out there every single time. He's just, just win, baby. And he, look, these, these chicks, they don't want, they don't want any scrubs. Uh, now we're actually playing for that because I'm about to make you feel old, ladies and gentlemen. 20 years ago, it was Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Lopes, Lopez, whatever, uh, who lost her life in a car accident. What was she? Costa Rica, Guatemala. I don't know Honduras, where she was. She was where? Honduras. 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 That's a. But it is Honduras. It sounds like, yeah, that's uh, definitely a, a, a... All right, so let me wrap up the thing so I don't lose my train of thought. It's it's rare that I do, but I was so excited about the Twitter stuff. Maybe maybe I lost myself a little bit. Also, I think I've been, uh, unfortunately, I've been listening to an incredible amount of pop music. Oh, I know. I, I'm, I'm going to make a confession here. Uh, I have a song that is in my head that I cannot get out, and I'm like pounding it into my kids heads and yes and it's coachella and it's harry styles this is what miami beach does to you it bakes you right and bakes that right in the harry styles and oh my that song is so good his new one i'll play it for you a little bit later so you guys know uh what it is uh so now i'm i that's like the first note i've like written in a long time i never write notes dowd notes uh dowd knows that i speak extemporaneously and then i sort of circle back i just draw you know you have the guy that sits in class who's just drawing the figure eights all day that was me i just do that <laughs> in my conversation so <clears throat> going back let me wrap this tucker apparently is very complimentary of alex jones and the deep platforming that went along with with alex jones he said he he was out of the country and that was ex his excuse for not running to alex jones rescue on that now remember there's a little difference here. What we did or what I did with Rock of Talk is what? We deplatformed ourselves. I'm like, you're going to you're going to deplatform my president? You're going to deplatform my Alex Jones? You're going to deplatform and ban and shadow ban and all that like I don't need your platform. I don't need your Twitters, I don't need your Facebooks and hey Look me up. Where can I find you on Facebook? No, I don't need to see that. It's child's play. I don't deal with this. I'm a 47-year-old man. I'm not interested in social media. 
I don't need to get out my weak opinion. Oh, I just was reading. So I'm going to go eat uh, cheese. Oh, my, my kids wanted cake pops from Starbucks. I had a meltdown when I saw the price of a 275 cake pop. I said, you are not getting that. And my other son is like, you know, telling him, no, you're not going to get a pink cake. Yeah. Anyway, we had to go for uh, honey, the, the allergies and all that. So we had to get this. Oh, you want something good from Starbucks? They do make one good thing. In a time of need, I. By the way, I'm an original black card holder. Dowd, I want I want you to Ooh. see this. I don't know if you know what a Starbucks black card is. No, I do not. Yeah, that tells you how much I like coffee. Yeah, coffee. I love coffee. A black card holder. I had my uh, black card since 2005. I still have the same Starbucks card that I had in 2005 and 2022. Always like it reloads $25 whenever I get to the bottom. I don't generally ever get it. it the coffee is burnt. It truly is. The beans are roasted too, too, too bad. And you have to like, they, they force you to like, you know, salt it and sugar it and milk it up to the point where you have to finally taste it. So Starbucks is terrible. Plus it's owned by a bunch of liberal anyway, but I digress. So we went and we, we did all that. So <clears throat> we deplatformed ourselves. We built our own platforms, okay? Rocket Talk is vertically integrated. TV, radio, which includes a bunch of music. I don't listen to this corporate. Once I heard Cumulus play, a, a change is going to come or whatever the heck they were playing. I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I don't need your hot Lana takes uh, here in my marketplace. Uh, it was just, they literally played it across all their stations, like 92.3, and I don't know. I think, I think they even played it on... Uh, KKOB. There's like, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think even a change is going to come. Change is going to come. Here it is. St. Saint, Saint, uh, Georgia Fentanyl. That's it. Kill the black man in the streets. That's it. A change is going to come. That's all it took. Guy has got $20. He's, he's hopped up on fentanyl, pot, you know, drunk. He gets killed on the streets of Minneapolis. By the way, I had a horrible dream. I'll tell you about that later on as well. And then Tucker Carlson runs to the rescue of Alex Jones. I'm like, whoa, stop for a moment. Tucker don't care. Alex was complimenting Tucker. Tucker was complimenting Alex. Now, I don't know why either one of them is including Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's a fake and a fraud. He is, he's only saying whatever, whatever he can. He's going to skirt right up until the very end, okay? Joe Rogan is, there's no place. The same with uh, Dan Bongino, no place for that, okay? I just said, no thanks. I want my 10 o'clock news host having a CIA experience, a law degree, a sports host. I want full encompassing when I'm looking at that. I don't need that, that Bongino. That, get that weak-ass shit out of here. That's what I'm talking about. You know, get it out. Don't worry, I dumped it. So the point I'm making is there's something that's happening in conservative media that we haven't seen this in quite some time. And that is conservatives separating from other conservatives on the basis of issues that they were afraid to approach before. Sexuality, race, right? Color, race. Like, with that stuff is going away. We're now focused on it. We're focused on education. Like, we're, we're, we're prepared for 2026. We're ready to have this conversation. It took us being pushed to this point and getting a victory from somebody who was not very complimentary of Trump and Elon Musk and buying back free speech. 
And Joe Biden and the Democrats are at approval rating of maybe 30%. I doubt it's even that high. Like, this is the time to rally the troops, run to your churches, throw out the people that aren't biblically aligned with your churches. And the rest of you conservatives, if you're on board with that, you libertarians, you guys congregate too. You guys all do your stuff, do your things, congregate around your values. This is the time. You've got them on the run, baby. You've got the fake stuff when it comes from COVID. You've got the truth on that. You've got the biased media. You've got literally everything right here at your fingertips. And ladies and gentlemen, five weeks from now, you're going to select a gubernatorial candidate. Don't you need a gubernatorial candidate with money, who answers questions, who's prompt? I mean, regardless of Eddie Aragon's behind him or not, you won the debate. You get, you got to rally and start converging and getting along and deciding, hey, you know what? We're not going to badmouth any other Republicans. We just need to get it. We just got to get a win. We need a win. Michelle Lujan Grisham, she was just rated 50th. At a, was there ever a follow-up to that doubt? In the ALEC report where she was rated 50th? Did anybody 4, 7, 13? Anybody? No, no, yes. Uh, there was a follow-up. It was Channel 4 saying that these conservatives were bashing Michelle Lujan Grisham. When we know that the state of New Mexico trailed every state in the country with the exception of New Jersey and New Mexico. This is your opportunity, baby. Now, now Mark can go run to the middle and hang out with the soccer moms and all that. I don't care. I don't care about that. Okay. What I care about is, oh, and you little podcast patriots out there, you guys are hilarious. Oh, you're still doing the rallies and all that. Forget the rallies. What has that done? Okay. It's just marked you, identified you, and, and that's fit. And I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just saying, save your time, save your effort. It's better to get three out of 100 things than zero out of 100 things. And with Michelle Lujan Grisham, you get zero out of 100 things. Does that make sense to you? I'm trying to tell you there is an opportunity here in 2022 for you, which is two years, which is Christmas coming two years early for me. I didn't think it was really going to come until 2024 with DeSantis, but I'm telling you right now, there is a 2020, and it's not going to happen if you continue to indulge the weakness of the party. And the weakness is the rhino Republican. <gasps> we get to drive them out. We're here talking about snake venom. They're like, well, that Eddie Aragon's crazy. How long can I possibly be crazy for? 10 years, 10 more years? So you're still going to call me crazy in 10 years? You realize if you guys would all got your money and united everything behind me and I'm taking this, like I'd be running the ship and you guys would be totally happy. You'd be excited as all get out. So you're going to see the convergence of this social media. It's all going to go to one platform and you won't need to go and reinvent the wheel any longer. Because you're going to be able to say all those things. You can say snake venom. Or you, you, you Q-bots can go, Q, JFK's coming back. You can say whatever you want. You're not going to get banned. Yeah. Oh, I got to set up with a, a getter and a go-getter and a go-get-her and a get-her-her her twice, two times on .com account. Like, whoa, I got so many accounts. Like, conservatives are just not that smart. They're just not paying that much attention to this kind of stuff out there. I, what, what the social media? I, I don't know what that is. You don't need to know. You just need to get up, go to work, go to church, 
raise your family. Be there for your for your family and your surroundings and your neighborhood and vote the right way. Spend more time on that. People are so complicated nowadays. It's absolutely ridiculous. Imagine, like, well, we're on this platform and this month. Like, I'm literally watching conservative social media just, like, just crap all over itself. I'm like, well, you could have done that if you just branded one thing. The one thing. The single one thing. And I hear, you know, Alex, I sort of feel bad for Alex. I was like, oh, yeah, you don't know that you had a conservative who's Hispanic who sticks his neck out in New Mexico and all these types of things. You didn't realize that you have somebody who actually puts his money where his mouth is and runs a radio station, all that kind of stuff. If there's anybody who should get hit. It's me. But I bite. Just like Elon Musk, just like Jess Bezos, just like anybody who runs their own platform, just like Alex Jones. Not that we're untouchable, it's that you have the ability to fight back. And the other side does not like that. They don't want you to fight back. They don't want you to be prepared. They don't want you to be polished. What they want to do is they want you to just sort of, you know, have some articles here and there, a little smattering of this, and hey, subscribe and support our foundation. We have new ideas and they're coming out. And what you don't realize is these foundations have been running the conservatives into the ground in the state of New Mexico. They're literally listening to us right now, Paul guessing. And then they're going to regurgitate everything we say and then pass it off as their own and say, Hey, donate. Hey, we're having a, we're having hot tea, hot tea Thursdays, um, manic Mondays. It's always going to be something. It's always going to be a gimme and you're all waiting for your saviors and your magic carpet ride. And Oh, Trump's coming back. No, it's not going to be the one thing. DeSantis is just literally listening to everybody else. He's like, oh, I don't even care what my name is. I'm just out there <laughs> arguing on behalf of the people. And Florida is not a conservative state. They got strange nude beaches there. Do you see DeSantis going after nude beaches? He's like, no, it's America. Do what you want. I don't care. What I don't like is you sexualizing our children. So I hope you guys realize the point and the mo I don't even know where the market is. You look up the market at Dow Jones Industrial Average real quick. Dow, if you don't mind, please. Yeah, the Dow. I don't even know where the market is. It closed up today. Yeah. I don't even know where everything is at. But I'm telling you, with this free speech and being able to say, you know what? I'm not going to wear my mask and F the vax and F this and F him and F that and F F all over the place. You're doing it all over on Twitter. You're like, Wait, this is all I needed to feel like I was an American again? Is this be able to say, oh, you were all afraid. You were so scared. Oh, I'm scared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my job if I say that I'm not for the vax. I'm at, like, what country is this? What place do you live in? Like, oh, I can't go to the restaurant. Oh, I can't go to Christmas. I can't go to Thanksgiving. I don't know. I don't want to handle out Halloween candy because they might. if I might put a Trump sign Where's your Trump stickers? Where'd they go? They're gone. Even Trump's like, yeah, take them off. We're good. Yeah, I get the vax. I literally have a, a speech from yesterday where Trump is advocating for people to get the vaccination. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. America has become anything but until maybe today. And then all it took was, hey, I'm not going to get banned. I get to keep my account and 
no one's going to harass me and, you know, I can throw, skip rocks on the pond or, you know, call my next door neighbor, neighbor an a-hole <laughs> and get away with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. And just like, you know what, everyone has one. So why not to start uh, communicating that? The market, uh, Dowd, where was it at? Uh, up 238 today. Oh, look at that. There we go. People feeling a little bit uh, crispy after that. Uh, maybe you really part with a little bit uh, more money. Uh, maybe do a little bit more things. And maybe feel a little bit more confident. Uh, I think that that's ultimately what we need. Confidence is absolute key. In fact, in fact speaking of on that, I was helping my son uh, come up with his little speech. He, he got a four in my book. Kids have weird scores nowadays. I don't know. It's like four, three, two, one. So, um, Sam, you were amazing. And and last, uh, the two Wednesdays ago show when he did the Easter thing, that was, Dowd, have you listened? That was absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I've, I heard it live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to say, you know what? And that's just all values, folks. Teaching these kids the right way, guiding them the right way, and that's what we're missing in all this. We can't have our gubernatorial candidates or CD1 candidates or any of our candidates out there waiting to, to pick up the paper to see which way the wind's blowing. That's what Bill Clinton used to do. Remember? He'd it wake was. up in the morning. He's like, oh, well, no. Yeah, I'm for that. No, let's stop that. We need leadership that's going to take us into a direction. We'll read your text to wrap the hour when we return right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Yeah, Lisa left eye lopes, lost her uh, life 20 years ago. Yeah, that ages you. We're in 2022. She lost her life on this day back in 2002. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. Maybe this is the uh, theme song for the Republican Party, Suspicious Minds. Uh, that was actually Elvis Presley's last number one hit. And it wasn't in 1977, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when Elvis Presley died. Uh, Elvis uh, peaked out about eight years uh, before he peaked out, uh, petered out. So uh, looks like his last hit was back when he was 35 years of age. And that would be Suspicious Minds, his last one. I was looking like, what's his last hit? Then of the last sessions. Uh, what is it? This day back in 1976, uh, D-Dowd Muska was the last time that... Uh, uh, 76 or 77? Uh, 76, uh, 77, I think is when he... Yeah, he made his last ever session recordings. His last album was 76, I apologize. Yeah, well, and of course, he went on to die later that year on my fifth birthday. Uh, I did uh, indeed, as I'm an American, of course, so if you haven't been to Graceland, you're not an American if you haven't made your pilgrimage oh, to Graceland. Wow, look at you um, pulling me out. I, I need I, to go to Graceland. I will. Where's, where's Graceland? Is I, it I, I apologize. Uh, I was, unlike Bill Murray, who just showed up the funeral in 77, I was five years old, ladies and gentlemen. Uh -huh. I corrected the error and I went to Graceland in 1997, uh, 20 years later. There you go. All right. uh, we, By the way, we should make the clarification on how uh, exactly, like, was it was all of our stuff just lifted from our radio show directly to the Paul Guessing Rio Grande Foundation? It seems to be that's how it works. Yeah, is that, is that, what, that what it goes on there? Cut and paste Easy. feature. Should I should I expect a, uh, a sort of a free, uh, or should I expect a lawsuit for talking about this uh, at some point? I imagine that uh, Pat Rogers is dead. You know, no no offense to Pat. I mean, he is he is dead. That would have been the attorney who 
chased me around for a while. I love Pat. Pat said, uh, Pat would have been behind me. I mean, just, just saying, just throwing that out there. Just, you know, just reel it up. You mean after all that free advertising that the Rio Grande Foundation got for all those years? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Dowd, you had a good write-up today. Another good one where you can find exclusively at rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Uh, tell us about it, Dowd. Well, this is a, a throwback, uh, and I and I don't apologize for this. I know that nobody good. likes a a, uh, a a grandiose, self-aggrandizing, uh, toot-your-own-horn kind of person. And and the way I will defend this is by saying I am not the first and first person to observe what happened, uh, what happens with public policy, what happens with politicians when they see an opportunity to grab power and terrify the soccer moms. And sadly, because masculinity is dying in our country, the soccer dads are often just as bad. So you can't really make it about gender uh, or is it sex? What is it? You get a biology gives you the sex, but it doesn't give you the gender. I don't know. I don't know. That's always very confusing it's to me. Uh, two years ago, I wrote a column just a couple months before I came into the Kiva on a more regular basis uh, regarding the history of government's overreaction to things that were not terribly scary. They may look scary. Uh, they may, uh, some people may think that the, the development of some new risk heralds some civilizational crisis. But looking back, we see the government consistently overreacts to threats. So I go through all sorts of things. Um, in the 1980s, there was the stranger danger uh, situation where everybody's, and we still to this day have, have this issue. And, and it, it spawned the movement of the free range kid, uh, the free range kid movement where kids are being allowed by the parents to do more grown-up stuff because we shouldn't have them sealed in a box all day long. Uh, the stranger danger stuff, the recovered memory syndrome, you had these women, primarily women, who would come forward and say, my father was the high priest of a satanic cult, and he impregnated me multiple times, and we had satanic rituals in the basement. They would go check the woman's school records. She never missed a day of school, but she was pregnant all the time, and all the babies she had were going to be sacrificed. Uh, you had people in mental health, Eddie, and you're, you're always right when you point out that there are bad people in mental health. You oh, had psychiatrists and psychologists yep. Oh, fostering yeah. this kind of nonsense uh well they're psychopathic is what it is these people absolutely exist in fact i remember doing a documentary when i was doing in media research in college uh a psychiatrist or some mental health person said i don't care that this event didn't actually happen because my patient believes that it did well the father she put in jail for doing things he didn't do he cares whether it actually happened or not so uh, i taught you through a lot of examples uh they were claiming after 9 11 there are 5,000 al-qaeda operatives in america in the sleeper cells ready to strike uh the number of people who were killed after 9 11 and before the, the patriots day bombing in boston that 12-year period the number of americans killed by islamic terrorists number of, of people in america killed by islamic terrorists one one person was killed in 12 years but those 5,000 Al-Qaeda sleeper cells were, were killing us all. It just didn't happen. Environmentalism is based on exaggerating the threat. So I wrote this very early in, in the Rona meltdown process. And again, I stand on the shoulders of giants, in particular Julian Simon, uh, in particular John Maddox, people in the 70s who were debunking uh, hysterical claims about the end of civilization. Uh, but I will be publishing this wherever I am in the world. Every April, I will be republishing this column because I was 100% right. And people like Michelle Lujan Grisham and, a lot, frankly, a lot of cowardly Republicans who didn't stand up were 100% wrong. Uh, so it's available at rockatalk.chat. Uh, check it out. Eddie, uh, this is my version of crowing a little bit. Uh, you've had a fair number of things to crow about, particularly the India Palace. Uh, every April, 
I will be rerunning this column. I'm very pleased with myself, and I dare say, folks, I deserve to be very pleased with myself. Hey, kudos to Dowd uh, for getting it right, uh, not just here, but a number of times, but that'd be one to uh, crow about, as uh, he does, as you heard the caw, caw. I uh, got a lot of uh, text uh, coming in. Let me see if I can get through just a few of them before we hit it. Uh, Eddie, they stole the election. They will steal it again. Look at California, same thing, plenty of it. We got to get out and vote. I don't really get You can't complain about stolen elections anymore. It would not be August 16th. Elvis did not die. That's why people still see Elvis. He got caught with drugs and they traded his fortune for freedom. Okay, we can do that. Uh, Eddie, is it true that I told Michelle about buildings in Las Cruces and she is leasing in, renting them out to the biggest pot seller, ex-police chief White? Uh, I think you're thinking about another governor and another governor, but what do you want to do? So we'll do, uh, we'll talk about uh, more about these things when we return after the top of the hour news right here in the Kiva. On AM 1600, KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ. That's where I'm at uh, here in the Kiva this afternoon. I'm going to be uh, toting around the city doing my 5G performances where you can pick up stickers and pens and all sorts of things as you find me going place to place. I'm going to try that maybe once this week. We'll see if we can do that. Thanks for listening. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, as well as Apple TV. Get on those platforms, uh, folks. And uh, we've got, boy, but that, that top of the hour news is, is it, it's more riveting uh, by the by the hour. I just love There's like 10 topics, like, USA Radio News just does the best news uh, uh, right there. Uh, by the way, you can catch me in my Radio Clyde 261. It's going to be a Radio Clyde uh, third hour. Our new jingle coming tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be final, 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 final ready. We need a new jingling. Are you listening? And then uh, don't forget our apping at Rock, it's free, folks. Rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. I'm so excited about it. Why don't you be by downloading it? And uh, we be doing it for you every day here in the Kiva. And you be downloading it to the tune of, what is it, 4,300-plus downloads for Apple, 4,100 uh, downloads for Android. I'll be happy to uh, post a screenshot. I think it's 37, 3,800 for Android. I'll look at those numbers, and I'll send a screenshot. This so so we can prove it. We can prove it. Where's, the, where's, the, where's your numbers? Uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, make sure that we get you subscribing and supporting our Dow 3000. Our computer doesn't work unless it gets money, folks. It needs money, money for the honey. And uh, our honey uh, being uh, D-Dowd Musk of the Dow 3000. Put it, that's right, put a little in the jars. You can see them there on rockoftalk.tv. Uh, that that top of the hour news before we get into the fires, Dowd. Um, boy, the insolence of Donald Trump. There it is. He shows up. Uh, the old Donald Trump, right? The, the new Donald Trump is what we really, the old Donald Trump is what we love. The new Donald Trump, not so happy about, okay? The guys are telling us to vax and all this other stuff and just don't need it. Um, he will not be joining Twitter. Donald Trump practically invented Twitter. He was like, their best customer. <laughs> uh, this makes no sense to me. He's like, well, I'm not going to be getting back on Twitter. I'm going to be on my new platform. I'm like, you're an idiot, dude. 
like you're almost dumber now with allowing Burks and Fauci to run things. And now like you're, you're my man. I love you, Trump. I got you. I got your flags. I got your bumper sticker. I got everything. What is it when it's all about me? Want to talk about me? Want to talk? It's Donald Trump. Please join Twitter. You idiot. You don't need to invent the reinvent the wheel here. I need a new place where I can invent how I'm going to invent a new platform where I can put 140 characters and we're going to send it to the truth. <laughs> well, isn't that why I, Elon Musk bought this whole entire thing? Because it's now going to be the truth. Like Trump, Twitter needs you. It wants you. Eddie, the we're not going to follow the you. We're not going to follow you to this new truth platform doubt. It's weird, weird. It's it's been tried before Parler and MeWe and Gab and Getter and I, I've tried I have built accounts on all those when they were trying to take on. Oh the yeah, how's, of, how's your MeWe going? Nothing happens. There's nobody is on it. Me, is your MeWe a wee wee? It's it's it's, uh, it's unimpressive. Let's put it that way. And I I I, 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 I gave an honest a- effort when all those new platforms came out. Um, Elon's come along. I'm not ready to declare victory, but this is the best news we have for public discourse in years. And uh, Donald Trump, he's that part of that northeast snarky snapback culture. You know, Twitter was made for Donald Trump, and uh, it's sad to see him uh, not coming back. Assuming he could come back, like he would own Twitter. Absolutely. What is wrong with you? Like, seriously, like, Trump, come on. Like, your business is in social media. Well, we can't wait till Devin Nunes uh, invents uh, along with you. (laughs) Devin Nunes Nunes is a great congressman. He's very good at, you know, communicating and talking. Not so good on the tech side. I really don't need Devin Nunes to go ahead and run with the truth platform. Like, what kind of crap is this? Uh, like, I'm gonna go, you're not a truther because you're not on Trump's platform. Yes, that's what I need. I need more finger pointing and telling me I'm not a truther because I'm not in your damn platform. Like, oh, who, who, who's money? Are we looking to make money now? Are we looking to make $44 billion? Are we looking to make back the money that we didn't need and now we suddenly need because our net worth declined by, what, $2.5 billion during the presidency and you didn't need those checks? Come on, Trump. You're the greatest president of all time. You really want to be involved in the uh, social media platform creation business? You could have created anything you wanted. Do you, uh, my tech guy, my tech platform inventor, isn't a 77-year-old man with his conservative team uh, coding. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that, that's not, like even now, I'm like, wait, I'm like ancient in the tech world. Like 47-year-old upstart uh, entrepreneur, Eddie Eric. I'm like, no. The guy's the guy that's inventing it. He's got some weird name like Chad or Ryan, <laughs> Tyler, you know, with, with like some quasi-European Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Ryan Mishigawa, uh, uh, who graduated two years early. Over has has created a brand new way to for people to communicate at Stanford University or something. Right? Not seventy-seven year old. Well. Uh, Honey, I'm going to get myself on the truth platform because that's where the truth is. Yeah, we're going to go to the truth over there. Like they literally, Elon Musk just says, here, I don't care about space. I don't care about electric cars. I just care about shooting off my mouth. And and Elon can't talk. Have you heard the man speak? Hmm. He literally needs 140 characters so he can't actually say something. He's like, he's probably, you know, stroking his uh, hairless chin, walking around as he's worked. Uh, Elon Musk is so inventive. He's invented 
Uh, I'm not even kidding. He's invented 33, 334 hours in 168 weeks. He's doubled the number of hours. Yes. It's amazing what Elon Musk has done. He's so inventive. He's literally created time. He's like, well, I can create time, but I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to pick up on chicks, but I do know they like money. So put it out for them and we'll attract something weird. And then in the meantime, <laughs> like all of this is a 100. You want to talk about truth? It's everything I just said just now. Elon Musk is like, I'm going to be the coolest guy on the planet. You know, what's really interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to freak you out here. Boy, I, here we go again. Boy, I'm so excited about this Twitter stuff. I can't stop talking. Boy, I need 144. The only reason I'm on radio is because 140 characters doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Everybody does that. <sighs> I was like so incredibly interested because I'm always interested in conspicuous consumption. And I'm glad that it doesn't exist anymore. Like people aren't buying stuff to like, well, I literally saw a guy. I thought, remember last week when I was, Hey members, members, remember I was doing the show last week and I had all those black ladies and I was showcasing those black ladies and I, and I, I stopped the show and I said, was that a Tesla that just rolled by bumping music? Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't a Beamer or a Benzo or a Lambo or I don't know. My what box. My bo I saw two my, my box, by the way. They're next to each other. So two DBs. It's, uh, I can't say that word on the air because it's like quasi. It's been questionable. So I can't say that word. And I was so amazed that what passed wasn't spinning rims or dropping it in gold and, uh, you know, totally blacked out and this, that. No, no, it wasn't that. It was the fact that the guy was bumping in a Tesla. I'm like, that's weird. There's no conspicuous consumption anymore. People aren't buying things to impress other people. It's virtue signaling. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bumping so hard and I'm conserving gas. I'm not hurting the environment. <laughs> but your sound is pounding away and I can't even get like, it's so weird. Like the whole thing is strange. And so I was looking at, okay, Elon Musk, he's got to own the most expensive watch in the world. Because anything, you know, men are always like, you know, they can't judge the size of anything except the size of each other's watches, right? It's like, they're not a good gauge of anything. It's like, well, hmm. you know, I'm all of what, 5'10", not me, I'm 6'4". You know. I'm all of 5'10", and you know, what? what is Bezos? You know, it, Bezos doesn't walk around somewhere with, Hey, I'm worth $200 billion around on his back, you know, with all these women grabbing at him. Elon Musk, but when one of the things that guys do, they walk into a room anywhere, they walk into, they're always whipping out their watches, right? They're always like, like you can buy watches. Oh my God, look at that. Is that a, is that a Rolex? Excuse me, is that a Rolex? Oh, I had the, had the 2002 GMT too. That's great. Yeah. Is that a Submariner? It's nice. Nice, nice watch. Is that the Hulk? Oh yeah. Oh, you know the you know the Rolex lingo. I'm like, what? Just shut up. So Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all these guys must possess like the most expensive watches in the world. Did you have that much money? The one thing a guy wants is a watch, right? Now, every man you know, right, Doubt? Every man you know. You guys are like, no. These guys are like setting like 
Jeff Bezos has the the first watch that I think went on the moon. Yeah, the the same model, whatever. Uh, I think uh, I don't even know because I don't know that much about watches because I don't care about them. I'm, I'm more. The, what's the purpose of a watch, Dowd? Search me. <laughs> I haven't owned one in twenty years. <laughs> the most accurate watch in the world. See that right oh, there, okay. right there. It doesn't require a battery. It'll never go. It does chronological. Oh, it does, okay. or a chrono. It does. Uh, Timer does everything. This is the most, this is the best watch. Japanese made citizen watch right there. Bingo. Can't mess you. You go to multiple time zones. That's it. Does what a watch does. Okay. I don't need the watch to track my heart rate. I don't need the the watch to alarm me to when I get an email or a text. I don't need my watch to constantly scream at me. So I'm like, okay, these guys must have that. And they're like, none of them do. They're not interested. In fact, Zuckerberg, he wears like uh, an entry level, uh, a bracelet to, you know, an entry br- bracelet, like you'd be going to the fair or to the jump park, you know, a yellow or blue or what, like, look it up. The guy, Jack, who's about to get $40 billion for inventing Twitter. He basically, he has no sense of style. So what does he buy? An Apple watch and he buys Kanye's watch. I think it's like a Cartier smash or something like that. It's something weird, something weird. You can look this kind of stuff up and you're like, okay, this is strange, right? They don't have that purpose any longer. So owning companies, being able to do what you want to do and say what you want to say is the way to go. But why would you not decide to go back to the very platform the only thing that made it, it, would you think that Katy Perry or Donald Trump had more followers on Twitter? We immediately think Donald Trump is, a, he's the president, right? But Donald Trump created more people to go onto Twitter than probably Katy Perry ever did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Katy Perry, just an aggregator. She just aggregated the people that were already on there. Okay. There's like, it's like, it's like, she's just gathering all of the good vibes on there. Donald Trump, people like going on just to say at, at real Donald Trump to see what he would say. Another bad move politically, making things about yourself. You know, Donald Trump's going to die. Every politician, I'm going to die. Dowd's going to, we're all going to die. Okay. We don't get to keep this stuff when we go long. The idea is to have some sort of level of, uh, what is it when you uh, live forever? What is that called? There's a word for that. I don't know. Immortality. Immortality. Thank you. Sorry. I was searching for that. When you have that level of immortality, you, you, you don't try to search for that here on this earth. You don't try to just keep branding yourself and branding yourself. And then you let your, your, your brand just sort of dissipate, but you get a phrase of, 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 the, of the, he literally got hit today in New York state. Donald Trump did with another lawsuit for not divulging enough information. Like how how much further are you going to allow yourself to go down with this shim just because the only thing that you can say is Trump. Well, is Trump like it? Then Trump, then Trump. Yes. Then Trump. Yep. Whatever Trump says. Yes. Trump. Yeah. Is he for it? Then I'm for it. No. At some point, And that leap off point was at the very point you decided, okay, you know, I'm not on board with any of this stuff anymore, including vaccine, the shutdowns, who created the shutdown. The shutdown was actually Donald Trump. The originator of the shutdown was Donald Trump. Donald Trump was the president of the United States. The first time we shut down that we didn't need to shut down. We're now at a point where we've evolved, where we needed. Remember questioning it? I said all of about a day. I was like, huh, this doesn't smell good. Let's start rolling the numbers. Day one, we'll track this stuff and see if this is 
real work. And we realized, whoa, we're doing it all wrong. There's no reason to reinvent this stuff. Jump back on Twitter when it's time. Let your free speech sort of roam and, and, and let it go from there. I think that, that that's, that's kind of where you, you leave it. Here's the other thing. Ukraine. Ukraine has learned something about the U.S. economy. What's it learned? It learns that a guilt trip will go a long way. Let's see. I'm going to ask dad for 200 million. No, this time, this week, we're going to ask him for 350 million. Next week, we're going to ask him for 600 million. Now, you know what? Maybe we can get dad for a cool 800 million in addition to donating to NATO and all the other stuff that he's doing. You know what? Let's get dad for a $2 billion a month. What? That's the latest request from the Ukrainian government. All while you snored and slept. <clears throat> that's not very much money. That's, that's only, that, that's not too much to pay. When did they ask of that? And see, here's the psychology that you need to pay attention to, because it really is. This is all psychological. In the midst of this groundbreaking deal, $44 billion, oh, Twitter's only asking, or excuse me, Ukraine's only asking for uh, 22 months of what Twitter's worth. Isn't it, isn't freedom worth that? Doubt, am I wrong on that? And that request from the Ukraine? When you phrase it that way, it doesn't seem like it's all these lives. There's mass graves. Have you seen pictures of mass graves? I've been looking for pictures of mass graves. Will somebody please show me the picture of night? I was listening to Mark Levin. I'm not a neocon. Yes, you are. You're a neocon. Big time. Please do not go on the radio and tell me you're not a neocon when you're exactly a neocon and you're screaming at the top of your lungs how neocon you are. It's like, oh. You're conning your own audience. Fox News. We're not neocons. You're exactly neocons. You're warmongers. You love this stuff. You love the business of war and the attention you have. You don't have a Donald Trump anymore, so now you have a Ukraine. This stuff has got to stop. Uh, Eddie, uh, question number seven for our Congressional District uh, CD1 candidates. Uh, question number seven. The Biden administration has sent $4 billion worth of military assets to the government of for what? Volodymyr Zelensky, including howitzers, tactical vehicles, drones, mines, helicopters, and satellite imagery. Do you believe it is the American taxpayer's duty to help defend Ukraine from Russia? No. And will you support the White House if it seeks to expand the assistance? Let Ukraine burn. There is a fake war on, and let me show you. I didn't send you the maps. I'm sorry. The overlays of the maps of the only thing that's worth anything, Russia has already conquered every single thing that it's wanted. It's got all the oil fields in Ukraine. That's all it needed. It doesn't need anything else. It's just going to sit there and camp out while the Ukraine and the United States melt down. I literally walked into the other room. I was like, can you believe? I can't even believe I'm listening to this. Mark Levin, 9,000. People. I said, I was, I was yelling at my parents, you know, they were, you know, who's hanging out with my parents. Like, do they count 9,000 people? How do they count them? Do they just like uh, one, two, three, Eddie, don't, you're so insensitive. Don't you know there's people die? 9,000 people. You just uh, roll our old bones on in here and produce a corpse. And uh, we'll let Sloan Peterson out for school for the day. Did you hear what I'm saying? I'm not being insensitive. I'm trying to tell you that this crap doesn't exist. It does not exist. 
Stop jumping on every single bandwagon that there is. Stop looking for a savior. Stop trying to think that you are smarter than all the rest of this crap. Nobody is going to tell you this. Not one other person. Oh, we got, we got some mass graves that are taking place. We need a joke. We need to amp it up. $2 billion. Well, I'm sure next month they're going to have 18,000 people in a mass grave somewhere else. We need 10, $10 billion a month. Oh, Eddie, you're so insensitive. Don't you know what's happening in Ukraine? Ukraine shouldn't even exist. Let me repeat that. The Ukraine itself only exists because Russia has allowed it to exist. There is no other reason to say, well, you know what? We're going to give you the keys to your own country for a little while. You guys can have it. Yeah, you got your independence, whatever. We ain't going to bother you. You can have that wasteland. And we'll take Crimea in 2014. And yeah, we'll come and we'll take uh, the fringe areas that we need for that. And you'll be left with nothing. You'll be a wasteland. We've already told you that the Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Heck, Hunter Biden's hanging out over there with, uh, did anybody forget about all this? Where have I so heard you the, know it's corrupt if Hunter's you know, the, hanging around. I heard about this. I was kind of familiar with what's happening in the Ukraine. Why, don't I, why have I heard that word Ukraine before? Is that a bird? Oh, no, it's a country that we were talking about during the election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Folks, you guys are being made a fool, top to bottom. Let's see the Ukraine and Vladimir Zelensky. Yeah, let's just keep this war going. This is fun. $2 billion. Where do you think all that money's going? Do you think they're just, they can create anything they want? And you'll believe it as long as the media continues to sell it. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I didn't even jump into the wild bars, but we'll do that uh, uh, next segment. Dowd, uh, your thoughts on that? I know you've been trying to keep up with this, hopefully. Um, but, but I got to say, you know, I, I went looking for, where's the mass graves? Or have you been able to find any of the video, any of the pictures, anything at all? Uh, it's so, so messy over there, Eddie. Uh, I, I wouldn't believe a word. Now, as Not someone one. who used to appear on, on radio, on Russia, on um, Voice of Russia radio, they used to interview me back in the day because they liked my views on American foreign policy. Um, so I guess I'm another paid uh, Putin apologist uh, coming through uh, on the Rock of Talk for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Zelensky's government. Uh, it's not our fight. And it's going to be interesting, Eddie, to hear these responses if we do get responses from the uh, CD1 candidates, because I'm I'm very uh, troubled. And as I as I said, I put it, uh, uh, what, four billion we've sent. Do you believe it is the American taxpayers duty to defend Ukraine from Russia? And will you support the White House if it seeks to expand its assistance? Now, Come on, people know I, I love Luis Sanchez, but uh, I'm hoping for a good answer from him on this. And, and I, I, I am awaiting all, all three answers from, from all three candidates. And we're going to call you out if you, uh, if, if you three are buying into this nuclear brinksmanship, which is basically what it is. You know, Dr. Oz was on Clay and Buck today, and I had to shut it off. I'm like, this is Dr. Oz is a total. Yep. I saw him at the Elvis wedding, the Elvis uh, uh, wedding for, for Z100 up there. I mean, this guy is not a conservative, and this is where we're going to lose these. Oh, Dr. Oz, he's a recognizable name. Dr. Oz, and I think, I think, uh, what's he, uh, Colonel Allen West, uh, I think you had, um, I said Mark Levin, the rest of these guys, they're all in for this war, Dowd. Mm -hmm. They just mm -hmm. can't, they can't help themselves. They can't get enough of this stuff. They love hearing about it. They love talking about it. I don't know if it makes them feel important or what it does, but. 
Uh, I'm disgusted with it. 527 here in Nikiva. Back on this day, what is it, in 1994, a jury ruled, yes, a jury, that Michael Bolton, this man, Mr. Hare, his 1991 hit, Love is a Wonderful Thing, plagiarized the Isley Brothers' 66 song of the same name and awarded $5.4 million in damages. I'd love to see what his net worth is nowadays. 527, back and four, right here in the Kiva. Stay tuned. We'll talk about the wildfires when we return. rockoftalk.com that is harry styles uh, i told you i would infect your brain and uh, i have done so with the uh, one direction singer uh, you know he's got a kind of a jig jaggy uh, type of approach to success because this is one of those things that that happens in the music industry where a guy gets contrived created and pushed into like this whole thing was created by uh, social media TikTok, all that crap, you know, TikTok and uh, I don't know, what was what, the other social media? Facebook, uh, I don't know. They're all Instagram, Insta, uh, Snap. Right? Now, <clears throat> I hadn't heard this. I hadn't heard the song at all. And then I heard this song and I'm like, okay, this is um, a song I think I've heard before. I mean, I'm a, you, you ever hear those songs, Dowd, where you're like, uh-huh. you know, you think you've heard it before? And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that I've heard before. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely a song maybe I heard maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever. I'm like, yeah. And I, I was, was was sort of, you know, sharing this with somebody who was like, yeah, doesn't it sound exactly like this? And then I shared it with my kids. And the first person uh, who actually attended Coachella, um, he stated that, yeah, like this is almost exactly the same song. I'm like, 
It really is. You know, so you guys might remember this from a UPS commercial. And then it's like, yeah, this feels like just like Harry Styles. When we kiss perfectly the uh, postal service uh from about 10 12 years ago such great heights uh now do you see any similarities uh between the the, the two songs yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm definitely uh, as much as my brain could pick up on it i'm trying to read about harry styles since he's a little new concept to me is he the is he the guy that was on the cover in a woman's dress i believe yeah he dresses okay. sort of androgynously but okay. if you like he's only dating the hottest models in the world and the hottest oh, well. women yeah so it doesn't it doesn't bother it, them apparently <laughs> He's in, he's English. He's British, and so he's all these things. So you know, you can do whatever you want, uh, and that's what he's doing. He's like running around in a onesie, and like that's not the thing to pay attention to. In fact, it's sort of distracting to do so. It's the first thing. If you listen to the guy, he's actually uh, uh, dare I say a little enchanting because he's got a great sense of humor, a good personality, and he's marketable. Now, now you're sort of helping me make my point in that. Uh, this is sort of that everyman concept. This is what the industry people sort of grab onto. It's like, can he pitch this? Can he do that? Like Harry is the next big thing. And they, they usher him out with uh, uh, Shania Twain. I was about to say Rihanna. Um, so they send him out at Coachella, which there hasn't been a gathering for Coachella because of the masking and all that in front of a hundred thousand people. And literally this song gets vaunted or vaulted. Uh, I don't know, vaunted. I just invented that, I guess, a word there. Um, uh, to number one, like almost immediately. And there it is. It's just like comes right in. Like out of nowhere, coming straight out of COVID. And then you got this. Bill Same, right? So, so, so you hear that, right, Dowd? I mean, very yep. similar, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, almost uh, really no difference. And then, of course, it's like they've done all this before. They know what's going to work. They know how to deal with this. Well, such great heights. If uh, if you look at you know the time that it came out, what we were coming out of, sort of like the same. Maybe our brains are all moving in this same sort of uh, type of thing, and the industry has figured out a way through psychology, psycho, you know. Uh, psychiatry and all the things that the the people are are keying into. Here's the end of the song. There's the uh, big finish by uh, Harry Styles uh, there. But he's likable. He's marketable. He's 28 years old. He's connected. You, of course, had to date Taylor Swift. Now, I'm not trying to do anything pop culture. I just want people to understand that, again, coming out, this stuff is contrived. It's made up. Like, Harry is the guy that they found the vessel to be the most marketable going forward. And then 
like, why is this crack cocaine, for, even though I've never tried crack cocaine, why is this crack cocaine for my, my head? Well, there's a reason for that. This stuff is created by industry people who are all getting together and they're smart people and they're oh, preying yeah. upon you, you yeah. know, through all the different, you go back to that Jerry Maguire's, so like the marketing arms, the shoes, the shirts, the, like the, the, the different ways they market, you know, the, the, the soft drink, the way that they market at you. And that's what's happening. And then it invades social media. And it hits the woke companies, Instagram, Facebook, all this. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I listening to all this stuff? Where's this come from? How did this, I just get all hit all this all of a sudden? Because it's by design. They could have released this song a year ago, two years ago, three. Say, it doesn't matter. It's the same formula. And then the rest of that is like, okay, it's also a vessel in addition to that. What's the first thing that Dowd went to? Sort of caught him, right? Immediately the values, androgyny, what's his personal relate? What's he like? I want to know about this guy. Who's the guy that's singing? It's like, what, what does that have to do with anything with what the guy's actually singing about? Nothing. Mm -hmm. But it makes it relatable instantaneously. So the only thing burning hotter than the uh, fires in this country is Harry Styles after a week at Coachella. <laughs> Eddie, uh, the author uh, i have plenty of issues with him but he used to he used to write a, a, a monthly column in the american spectator magazine ben stein people probably know him a lot because oh, yeah, he yeah. has the documentaries Bueller. about religion and all that stuff yep. he uh he worked for nixon i think he was a lawyer he was in wall street he worked for the federal trade commission and then he was you know bueller bueller and, and ferris bueller and i remember back when he was writing that monthly call well every every he write for every every issue once a month he said, of all the places he's worked, and, and you know whether you like these institutions or not, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, Wall Street, the law, the Nixon White House, I mean, there's some fairly intelligent people. Those are people earning a lot of money and have a lot of power. He said the most competent and smartest people he ever worked with are people in entertainment in Southern California. Yep. And, and, I, and, I, and I just, you, when you just said, you commented on their abilities, it just made me think of that one quote about a guy who really traveled around at the upper echelons of American society. Yep. And, and he said, right. Southern yep. California, the entertainment industry has the most, and really pop American pop culture is so dominant globally. I mean, these people clearly know what they're doing. You have to understand too, it's a force. It's a push not a pool. It's not a receptacle. It's literally, they are creating the engine behind it and they are driving your kids, your culture, your purchases. And before you know it, it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't this the guy that was talking about conspicuous consumption and all these? Yes. We're getting him to buy new things. And yet all along, he thinks that he invented all this stuff because he's the one who likes it, finds out that everybody else likes it. Everyone else is related to it. Everyone's buying this and doing that. And everyone's certainly drinking flavored water. And I'm like, oh, right. is there really any freedom in any of this? <sighs> if it's all contrived, if you're all being pushed, like what's the purpose of life if it's already been lived or you're not in control of your own choices because well, the myriad of choices have already been contrived by various uh, people who are merchandisers and owners and things like that. It's like, oh, all of a sudden you're just displaying what your preference is. You're not actually a choice. Yes, and there yes. is a difference, folks. Yes, yes. yes. Okay? Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. I mean, let me let me explain the difference. I'm, I'm totally, I, I don't want to talk about welfares, I guess. I don't know what I want to talk about other than just this <laughs> Twitter and the freedom of speech. Maybe, maybe I'm just feeling the freedom to explore here. Okay. <laughs> 
What was that? Did, what was that move there, Dow? That was an uh, original just the exploration of, of that life the Urkel, the and Urkel, speech the and, and my body. Eddie, I was, <laughs> I was just, I was, yeah, my big pop culture choice over the weekend. We we have these little blue boxes in Corrales, the free library. Oh, uh, those you, are nice. Those you are know, good. you're totally checked yeah, yeah. out of society. My big news about my cultural selection this week, this weekend was uh, my, the free book I got uh, that Stephen Ambrose wrote about 25 years ago about the history of the Lewis and Clark expedition. I know all about that. I don't know about Harry Styles. So I guess it tells you a little bit about where I am. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter where you are. We're all sort of all in the same place. It's just depending upon what you're paying attention to and what's grabbed your attention. So, you know, when you're spending money on things and trying to get other people and other groups and trying to become an influencer, right? That's the social media stuff. Like, well, I'm not interested in that. Like, what's all that about? Uh, what do I care about that? You know? Um, and, and by the way, I would, I would be careful about being dismissive of new things. One of the things we as conservatives, like Donald Trump, I'm not going to get back on Twitter. I'm going to reinvent the wheel. A wheel that uh, is now going to roll faster than maybe it's ever blown before, which is quite exciting. Like, oh, well, finally, I can go to a place that is actually going to work, and it does not for liberals or conservatives. It's Elon Musk, right? Be careful about being dismissive. If your children are taught, I'm going to give you a very powerful lesson. Listen to every single thing that your kids are telling you. Your kids are sponges. Okay, and if you're not interacting with children on a regular basis, no offense to you, Dowd, but you are not going to be getting new things, okay? Because they are they have a different wavelength that they operate in, okay? And you must be paying attention to what they're paying attention to because the future belongs to them, not to you. You've lived your life. You've had your childhood. You've, you've had your middle age. You've had all of your stuff. They have not, and they're selecting things, and they're choosing things for themselves. And if you are saying, well, no, you can only do this and you can only do that. Well, they're going to push back against you and they're going to choose the very thing that you told them not to choose again. Now tell me if I'm wrong on any of this. Be uh, happy you, you are, you are not at all wrong. And uh, the, the best example in my life of, of realizing the, how used to the new that young kids are is the day my nephew, I got my new laptop. And this is of course years ago. And at that point, the tablets had been coming out and so he immediately pushes his finger on the screen of my laptop just believing that that you know, not, not even knowing what a wow. mouse or a keyboard is because it was oh my god straight so to the much. screen yes <laughs> yeah. that's amazing that's yes. a paradigm shift folks. yep yep big time I'm, I'm working a windows computer over here i got yep, yep. you know i've got all this kind of stuff that that's going on i'm going vintage to be cool right i guess you could say no i'm actually just Getting out old T-shirts that I can finally fit in again. There it is, Radio Clyde 261. You're going to hear something super cool at the top of the hour. But pay attention. And in that, you can insert your values. Okay, you can punch in the very things and you can influence. Because kids aren't looking for the values and all that. They're sort of looking for what's cool. And believe it or not, your kids are looking to you to see what is cool. You're the one thing in this world they look up to. You're the one thing that they look for direction on. And if you're constantly shutting them down and not enabling them, if you're immediately is like a crit, if your first thing out of your mouth when they talk is a criticism, your children are not going to listen to you. You cannot coach them. You cannot teach them. Okay. Nobody is interested in listening to anyone who's willing to just cram down. This is the way that it is. Now we, we talk a little bit differently here in the Kiva, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to 
uh, impart to you like how it's best to speak to a child. Not that I'm any expert, but I'm pretty darn good at it. Okay. I communicate very clearly and very effectively and they communicate back to me. And that's the key. What you're ultimately trying to get back from them is like, Oh, really? What does that tell you? What's interesting about that? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Tell me more. Like, I can't wait to hear more. Oh, Oh, that's funny. Oh, they love it. you. You tell them something's funny. They want to tell you more about the very thing. That's funny. <laughs> funny. doesn't have to be funny. Ha ha. It was like, Oh, that's weird. That's funny. And I never tell somebody, I never tell my kids something is wrong. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Just weird. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why, but I don't like it. You know, and that, 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 that's an important thing. So Harry Styles makes me feel weird. He does. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Why is the song infecting me? How does it get to your plate? How does the food arrive here? How is all this stuff cultivated? How is it on all your, your television screens? And like, well, if I ignore it, it'll just go away. It doesn't go away. They're working on you and your kids. And finally you start to see an opening where we're, we're, we're beating CNN. We're beating Disney. We're beating the left. How is that happening? Well, finally, it's not because we're beating them. It's because they're failing. They have reached their logical end. They waited it. We waited it out long enough. And for those of you, you can always judge, but by your fruits, mm. who has the better fruits? Well, they would say they do, but in a different way. <laughs> very funny, Eddie. Very funny. Very funny. Uh. Important stuff. Anyway, Eddie, one thing I, I've, I've learned from um, having a teenager in my life is the, yep. the way in which they communicate with texts. Uh, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really, and, and it's funny because on an almost daily basis, my mother and his aunt, not his mother, his aunt, uh, my other sister in Scotland, and we, we will talk to each other about what was the most amusing response we got from the boy this week because it's always very, very brief and very to the point. And uh, Darcy, the aunt, the Scotland aunt says, I don't, I don't even think he uses uh, the, the, the keypad. I think he tells Siri what the response yeah, is, and then Siri it, yeah, translates yeah. that into Siri. English. And she was very proud because she sent him a birthday message. He recently had his birthday, and I think he sent back, thanks, Darcy, and our, our Darcy has an apostrophe in it. So she thinks that there's no way that Siri would have known that the apostrophe is in her name. So he actually had it to does. type it out. No. And I, I was telling him last week about his birthday, his 18th birthday, and I said, Buddy, you you're you know nothing's changed. Even though your uncle's two thousand miles away, you're still my favorite person in the world. And I, you know, I know you have every advantage in the world, and you're healthy and happy. And your mother is a zillionaire, and you're never going to need my help. But I don't care if you ever need your uncle. I'm on the first plane east. All you have to do is give me the word. And I got back the 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 the, the very you know I'm, I'm tears pouring out of my eyes as I'm writing the email, and I get and I get back the uh, the text. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yep. What's up, bro? <laughs> solid. Hey, cool, Uncle D. What does he call you, Uncle D? Uh, Didi. Didi. Yep. Hey, cool, Uncle Didi. Don't worry about it. I got this. I got this. I'll take care of this. He's going to need you. He is going to call that in. Um, let me. Um, what is it? Was it Occam's Razor? Is that is that the the shortest? Uh, whatever is logical. Whatever. That's actually what kids are after these days. Yeah. Yeah. The least amount of work, the least amount of effort. They, if they can figure out a way to get a machine to do it for them. You invented this, folks. Don't You can't turn around and curse them because they don't want to work. Don't turn around and curse them because they don't want to do something. Show them how to do it. Tell them to get the heck outside. Go do something else. You know, go learn how to plan a plant. I was like, what are you doing inside? 
Go outside with your umpa. He's planting plants. He's planting a garden. Learn how to plant a tree. I don't know. That's going to be helpful. I don't know how. You'll figure it out. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to be helpful because I would defeat the purpose of you going outside and doing it in the first place, right? But think about this. What did you always used to do? When you're at the table, you would eat as fast as you could so you could go outside and go play. I did, right? Like, oh, I couldn't wait. Now, do I have to eat all this? How many more? How many? Like, what's the least amount of effort that I have to do to get the amount? Every single, there's nothing wrong with that. It's innate in survivability and evolution. Yes, I said evolution for you creationists out there. I'm not speaking about that. I'm just letting you know, in order for us to make the great leap forward, it's leveraging technology. Technology means it's not necessarily something that you turn on and turn off. Technology is being able to establish something that you can do in a shorter amount of time than the people previously. So if someone's not going to wait on me or there isn't a, a, an umpire at the baseball game, do you think those players, those kids care whether or not there's three umpires or one umpire? You guys heard that at the top of the hour news? Like, oh, we're not going to be able to pay them. As much. Who cares? Get rid of the umps. We just need one of these guys. I don't want three a-holes at my game. I just want one. And not even that. He just needs to turn it on and say, call balls and strikes. And, you know, we'll let the crowd say whether or not it's safe and let it sort it sort itself out. Now, we are sort of at that point where we need to figure out smarter and better and more efficient ways. You have cameras at your front door. Oh, that's okay. I'm not home. I got a package delivered. I walk upstairs. I'm like, well, let's go back to April the 21st at 2.06 p.m. It's like, oh, we didn't see your car. They're keeping track of me. I'm keeping track of them. Do I feel invaded? No, we're just doing it. We're finding simpler ways to do it. I'm like, someone stole my package. I'm going to go on a scavenger hunt to figure out who stole my package. I'm like, I don't care. I actually have the technology in the shorter amount of ways so I can go ahead and figure out who's done what and where without making the world more complicated. Technology works. Do I honestly want to talk to a dumb person who's going to be taking my order at a restaurant? No, I don't. I want to punch in on a computer my order for my boba. And I know when I can pick it up so I'm not sitting in a line behind 30 people who I'm going to sit there and judge. Do I want to walk into a McDonald's and know what I'm going to eat and pick it up before I get there? Yes, I do. That's exactly what I want. And I want to save $3 by becoming a member. And I don't care what the heck they're tracking. Whatever's going to make their business better. Before I know it, they're going to be dropping. They're going to be droning me cheeseburgers. And I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> no I'm more minimum cool, wage baby. problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you you guys that were out there not ordering on Amazon anymore? It's like, oh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, he's so rich. Where do you think all those local businesses are selling on? They're selling on Amazon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't have to explain this to you. You know it to be true. Stop virtue signaling. Liberals, conservatives, all of you, stop virtue signaling. Live your life. Become more efficient. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Elon Musk is like, well, I'm not, I don't know. I know we're going to Mars. You know, he literally has been saying that for the last 10 years. I believe you had a president once said, hey, we're going to the moon. He's like, yeah, let's get on board. <laughs> let's go to the moon. Let's be great again. Let's be great for once. And it happened. That's leadership, folks. 550-50-500. I should read all these texts probably that are coming in. Let's see who's. Um, Eddie, I'm checked out of society and don't even know who Harry Styles is. There he goes. You're learning something. You just got, you just got smarter because your kids, your kids know who Harry Styles is. And if they don't, they'll tell you next week. 
The war machine rolls. There it is. More money for Ukraine. Oh, you, we're going to get behind the Ukraine. Uh, Eddie, is it true? I was told that Michelle, uh, we need to expose Michelle G. Yes, I'm, you know, that works. Exposing politicians really works. No, just treating politicians like I'm not going to pay attention to you or I'm going to pay attention to you because you pay attention to us. Like the Albuquerque Journal is no more to me now. It, it's basically just one man's opinion. Is that, that would you agree with that? The editorial and, and not editorial. a very well informed opinion. <laughs> yeah, the editorial stuff of the Albuquerque Journal. It's all one opinion. Oh, by the way, uh, the conservative New Mexicans very upset that you dropped him on uh, Twitter um, or something. Oh no, no, no! He texted I, I, me on the weekend or something. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't have anything to do with Dowd. <laughs> Dowd will follow or unfollow or subscribe or unsubscribe. That's his business. That's why he does it. And I literally told him, I said, it's a free country. Why do you care about what you can do? Like all of a sudden, I was suddenly synonymous with everything. I'm like, that's Dowd. I don't care. I, I see Dowd at 4 p.m. and I'm done with him at 6:45, and we have a great relationship. And you know, he gets what he wants. I get what I want. We're pretty happy. Like, I don't care. Why is everyone taking anything personally? Uh, no, it's not personal. I did have to remove a couple of our final comps because uh, I went through the tax season this year, as, oh, ma as many people did. So unfortunately, there will be no more comps. Uh, and it, uh, you, you can blame me, but I think there's this big city uh, no, no in the, the mid-Atlantic uh, on the on the Potomac River that has more to do with with my my decision to end all the comps than, hey, than my decision. Dowd, you do you. You do you. I don't really care what you do. And uh, but he was texting me on a Sunday morning. I was like, whoa, this must be serious. Um, I bought my $625 EcoDrive for $125. They have a nice one like yours for roughly $100. Oh, yeah. Yeah, try to buy my watch for $100. This is what I don't like is when you guys try to tell me that you can find a better deal than me. Uh, as much, <laughs> I don't spend that much money, but let me tell you. Let me tell you something. You won't be able to find a better deal for me. I will not be undersold uh, on uh, on anything. Eddie Colors. Aragon is like a is like a native New Yorker. He never pays retail. No, I don't. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, it's a very quick caller. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? All right, that's a good somebody who's totally retarded. Yep, and I just used that word, and I don't care. Uh, KKOB sounds like a bunch of grouchy slobs. They are. Look at them. You think they can pull off Radio Clyde 260? Look at this. Look at this shirt. I'm so excited about this shirt. I can't wait for you to hear just cool stuff. Your station rules the airwaves. The U.S. admitted it doesn't even know where the weapons we send them go exactly. I know. Why would we get this in $2 billion? Weird splinter groups are buying them. That's right. Sorry about the watch, Eddie. Elon does not own one. Yes, he does. He owns uh, two watches. Uh, Dow, look, look up those watches. I want to start with uh, those. Uh, pull up the watch. There's uh, an article that shows the watches of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and all that. No, they, they own watches. They do tell time, and it does say something. But the thing that it says is historic. Historic. Sorry about that watch. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk is on the spectrum. He's high-functioning autistic. Yes, I think it's better if you label him. He's also, you know what he's not? He, he's, he's also not poor. He's the richest guy in the world. He could be a psychopathic killer and still be the richest guy in the world. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, let's hit the top of the hour news. You can say he's androgynous or whatever the heck you want to say, but I'll tell you what, it's a good song. It's uh, As It Was by Harry Styles. Back after the top of the hour news. Thanks for listening.
This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. At a launching, as we Clyde Siders well know, it is the invariable custom for a prayer to be said, invoking God's blessing upon the new vessel and upon all who will sail in her. A deeply moving occasion it always is, for you cannot but be thinking of all the adventures, the hazards, the possibilities that lie ahead for this near human thing that is suddenly coming alive before your eyes. Here we are today at a launching, not of a vessel that will cross the oceans to distant ports, carrying merchandise and the labor of men's hands, but of a vehicle that will bridge the air, carrying into countless homes, words and ideas, the products of men's minds, and what infinitely powerful things these are. What limitless possibilities of good lie before this new vehicle. What terrifying dangers beset its path. What a blessing it may prove. It is our earnest prayer that God will richly bless the good ship Radio Clyde and all who travel with her. Our thanks to Andrew Heron. Two six one, all together now. Sing it to the radio guy. Two six one, all together now. Now you're talking, all together now. All together fun, all together music. And the good times are just begun. Let me tell you now, radio guy. Two six one, all together now. Radio five, two, six, one, all
You're going to have the uh, propaganda edit, too. There it is. That's the propaganda infection. Thank you. 
That's right for me. Playing all my favorite kind of music, and it's plain to see radio plays for me. That's not even the Hall and Oates version. Listen to that. Oh, there we go. Oh, radio Clyde for the girls go seventy-five. Ray D. O. Clyde on 261. Little vaudeville, little action there, huh? Don't you know there's something special about Ray D. O. Clyde? How do you get that feel? 261 on the medium wave, reaching far and wide. Oh, the little light cloud. Ray D. O. Clyde, to get you feeling fine. On Super Radio 5, 261 Media, Media Play. Have a meet Partridge Family. Have a meet. On 261, Summer Sounds for Everyone. Turtles, little turtles. Oh, Sophie, tune in with Never mind, love. Why are you going for Christmas, Saint? Well, I'd like one of them there superstars. Superstars? You can get them all on Radio Clyde. Two, six, one. Radio Clyde plays for you. The song you want to do. Little Beatles, little Beatles. Stand up. Stand up for Radio Clyde. Stand up. Gee, baby, how can you know till you've tried? Gee, baby, it's got to be radio flight. Gee, baby, what can oh, I Eagle say? Listening to radio flight right away. I was driving down the road the other day, and I thought I'd have some music on the way. So I tuned into the local radio. Radio Clyde for me, it's number one, you know. Actually, Scottish. On Radio Clyde, you can hear the best there is to hear on Radio Clyde. All you gotta do is tune your dial each day to 261. There Radio Clyde. I was the saddest guy in town. I didn't have no fun till I tuned Radio Clyde 261. <laughs> yeah. Radio Clyde 261. Radio Clyde 261. Ah, ah. Sunday night on Radio Clyde. 
broadcasting to Glasgow and West Central Scotland on 261 metres medium wave, 95.1 megahertz VHF and stereo. This is independent local radio, Radio Client. Wow, how about that? That's when radio was radio, ladies and gentlemen. That was absolutely fabulous. I mean, that's a hard-working jingle group for really what uh, I believe now is Clyde 1 and Clyde 2, if I'm not mistaken, now in Scotland. Uh, the most uh, listened to uh, radio guide for pop music uh, there in Scotland, a uh, place that's been shuntered in. This is what's actually kept Scotland alive, believe it or not, during the shutdown. Uh, sh- uh, Scotland, probably one of the, I don't know, top countries in the world in terms of shutdown. Nobody had it uh, probably worse than them. And you can just hear the uh, so the jovial musings and jingles coming from Radio Clyde, and I'm wearing a Radio Clyde 261 uh, t-shirt. So I thought I would just impart that to everybody as we uh, encounter and bring in a brand new jingle uh, into the uh, into the Kiva, kind of kicking it off uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to that. So there you go, Dowd. Uh, your thoughts on all the Radio Clyde, how inventive, how good, but yet at the very same time, the Mimi cry that goes with the rest of the artists who were there, mm-hmm. they were sort of like paying tribute to them. There wasn't any kind of like, hey, you stole that riff from me. You owe <laughs> us, uh, you know, how many, you know, pen- it doesn't matter. Like they were just out there selling radio. This, uh, the advent, I believe, was 73, if I'm not mistaken, yep. uh, when, yep. uh, 261. Give us a little history, if you wouldn't mind pulling up the, the primer on it. It's a very interesting uh, launch. And uh, one of my good friends, um, Blake uh, Williams uh, did uh, the radio off the uh, the English the English side. You guys might remember the uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie about. Uh, I think it was. Uh, can't think of the name of the oh pirate radio. Pirate radio, yeah, but it was, yeah. uh, and they used to beam like fifty thousand watts uh, directly into the UK. It was right. Uh, pretty yeah. Uh, Blake had uh, he, oh, sure. he he died about five years ago. Um, but yeah, he, uh, was part of that. I, I, I can't remember the name of that right off the top of my head, but that was in, what about radio Clyde Dowd? Oh, just fascinating stuff. I mean, started in 73. I was uh, a wee, wee lad, a wee laddie. I've, I've got to ask my brother-in-law now about this because he must have grown up with Radio Clyde. Uh, in the 80s, it was known, uh, it, it was brought, began broadcasting again, 73. It was the first independent local radio station outside of London. Uh, it was on the 261 meters medium wave and the 95.1 FM uh, frequency modulation. Uh, you heard it in the jingle, the original slogan, Radio Clyde. 261 all together now during the 80s it maintained a commitment to the arts uh including broadcast by the scottish national orchestra and other orchestras uh, it also had a two-hour weekly arts magazine program employed a full-time drama producer who commissioned work performed by prominent scottish actors what uh, a fascinating I story so you did a second time good job well i've grown up with uh you know I've, yeah, that's cool. my brother-in-law has been in my life uh 30 almost 30 years and one of our favorite things to do is uh, mispronounce uh, the, the things he, the way he does my father one time was harassing him because he says lever not lever uh and his favorite nfl sports team is the patriots not the patriots <laughs> that's beautiful that's great all right continue sorry for the interruption uh, its output was split into distinct two separate services in the late 80s uh, with a launch of a separate Clyde FM service carrying chart music. And uh, on weekends, the split became permanent in 1990, uh, controlled by Scottish Radio Holdings until 2005 when it was acquired by the EMAP company, changed hands again in 2008. Apparently, it has 
three services now. Uh, the third service uh, began to be launched in 2015. And of course, they have a, an endless list of uh, prominent names of in Scotland of their presenters. I got to ask my brother-in-law, Duncan, all about this. This is interesting stuff, Eddie. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I just thought I'd bring it in for the jingle, the shirt, and uh, for all that. I'll be donning all my various shirts uh, every single day. You can catch them directly at rockoftalk.tv. I don't know. I got uh, I got my old skater shirts in, my old punk shirts in. Uh, doubt I've got that. A uh, couple of old rock shirts uh, as well. But this one, as you can see, barely fits me. <laughs> you can see, but it's it's getting there. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. There it is. Uh, dipped below the uh, 240 mark or 250 mark, uh, soon to be 240. So that's uh, exciting. So I appreciate that. Let's get to our top five. Is brought to you directly at Rock of Talk Chat. Soon to be uh, free on the Twitter account at Rock of Talk uh, the Rock of Talk Chat uh, there as well. And uh, if Dowd uh, thinks that I need to go ahead and jump on Twitter, I will do so. But I think that uh, we'll leave the twittering uh, over to uh, D Dowd Muska on the uh, chat side. Dowd, take it away. Your top five. Yeah, uh, most clicked from the Daily Blast, which you can get by subscribing at less than twenty cents a day. Easily affordable, at, uh, available at popular prices, as Woody Allen once said. Uh, number one, swing state Senate Democrat visits the southern border. Uh, left and right both make fun of her. Eddie, hilarious story from Politico about a New Hampshire senator who's looking like she may not be reelected. She went down to the southern border and her own progressives hate her and the conservatives were making fun of her. Hilarious hilarious story uh number two not so hilarious and maybe we'll get to this tomorrow right, can we put a, can we put a name to that uh, that, that is a maggie hassan maggie, maggie hassan. hassan okay yes, maggie. Big, big lefty now because she's her re-election is threatened she's trying to make herself out to be a tough border gal oh. uh number two uh something i hope we can get to this week a major study published <laughs> i believe in the journal of the american medical association Gemma. Heart risk, heart inflammation rises for young people who are vaccinated. This is something we've been talking yep. about forever. Yep. Yep. Uh, and again, why vaccinate young people for something that poses no risk to them, but increases the risk of something else? Makes absolutely no sense. Uh, number three, uh, over the weekend, it broke that uh, Dr. Jill was not happy about Heels Up Harris being picked as VP. Not a fan of the former uh, California senator, the first lady. Didn't want her on the ticket. And the new book coming out from New York Times reporters says that Michelle Lujan Grisham was on the shortlist for Veep picks. Well, um, let's uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, uh, Jill is not a fan of anybody that can do her job for Joe better than she can do it. Well, ah. those, those those ladies, they get a little catty. Don't forever forget the wisdom of Al Bundy. Uh, don't try to understand women. Women understand women, and they all hate each other. Number four, moving on uh, from just the news. Uh, isn't it funny how journalists or the people who are in the free speech business, they're the ones having a mental breakdown over free speech on Twitter? Oh, really? Uh, Kind of a contradiction there, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then finally, number five, I put this out today along with the myocarditis heart stuff. NPR, of all news sources, NPR talked to a CDC flunky who said, yeah, we're having really terrible uh, mental health problems for teens. Um, but I don't, I don't know what's what, – was the pandemic responsible for that maybe? Yeah. yeah. CDC itself admits it, ladies and gentlemen. Those were the top five. Your selections, not mine. Let's move into this uh, conversation with Ethel Maharj, uh, Dowd. We'll do that here for the next uh, 20 minutes, uh, 25 minutes, uh, 26 minutes and 35 seconds, I should say, to be exact. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you bright and early tomorrow morning. We'll keep this going here. Let me slow down.
KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, and with me is Ethel Mahar. She's a candidate for governor, and uh, she has been uh, trying to beat my door down to get in here to the Kiva. That's how you can tell someone who really cares about uh, what she does and what she wants to do, which is uh, be your next governor of the state of New Mexico. And uh, we did not receive uh, responses directly from Ethel. And uh, we've gone round and round, and she stated specifically that she did not receive the uh, questions. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we got to go ahead and uh, do this interview and get you in there, get you a good chance to go ahead and uh, and answer those questions. But before we do any of that, let's welcome Ethel Maharj, a pro-life champion here into the Kiva. Ethel, how are you? I'm great, Eddie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you uh, here in the Kiva. Thanks for all your work on the pro-life issues. That song there is a song called Origin of the Species, and it's about life, uh, mm. which is very interesting from you too. And I thought uh, you might have recognized it. It's a, uh, it's a good one. And it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I just, you know, it so moves us. I'm a father of two, a seven and a nine year old. Uh, you of course are a big for life advocate. Let's start there. Let's talk okay. about you and your family very quickly. Okay. I have, uh, I'm married. I've been married to Dean for 38 years. I have three children and I have six grandchildren. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, name me off your kids and then your grandkids. Okay. My kids are Troy. Augusta and Dina. And then my grandkids are Nisa. She's 23. And uh, I have Lane and Cadence. I'm naming all the, okay, Augusta is the mom. Uh, and she's got Lane and Cadence. And then Dina is my youngest. And she's got uh, Justin, Lalo, and Reyes. Lalo, Edward. Lalo, Eduardo. Lalo, Andres. That's very cool. Okay. Um, let's jump into it, uh, shall we? Uh, very quickly. Why are you running for governor? because I love my state. I'm born and raised here. And you were uh, mayor of a town here. I was, I'm three term mayor. Yeah. Three term mayor of? Of the village of Cuba. Village of Cuba. Mm -hmm. it's a, it feels, uh, I love the old tasty freeze. I love to turn into Hemis and I love uh, making the stops uh, there in that area. Uh, Cuba is about how big? Well, the, uh, I'm going to give you the proper and okay. then I'll give you the bigger area. And so while I was mayor, we had a, a count like the sets, like the boundary count. And it's about 800 people. But what I was responsible for was about 10,000. And I say that because I had to uh, ask for some money from the state. And I, I'm including in that we had two Native American reservations, both uh, yep. Navajo and, yep. then the, and then the Dulce, the Apache. Yep. And then I also had several little towns that fed into Cuba that were along the way, like La Jara and Gaina, Rajina, all those places. And they all fed into Cuba. So it was about 10,000 people that I was responsible to provide for, for their 
you know, jobs and goods and services. And yeah, well, like we that. don't want the government to provide for our, our no. goods and services or a government, now, do we? That's one of no. the things I think that we're running into with Michelle Lujan Grisham is uh, she's, she's a terrible person, folks. She wants to be uh, grandma and everybody else to that. Uh, congratulations, uh, by the way, to her on her uh, uh, upcoming nuptials. That's how worried she seems to be about the gubernatorial run. She's getting married in that in a year like that and passing all sorts of crazy laws like legalizing it. Let's just start there um, before I get into the questions, because uh, I got three things I want to run past you because okay. you're, you're more of a socially oriented conservative, uh, a Republican, I should say, socially oriented uh, by that, I mean the social issues, I think, take a prime importance, uh, or at least that's what you're known for, even though you've actually had uh, practical experience in running uh, the village of Cuba, as you stated. On legalizing marijuana, your thoughts on it, uh, would you have been for or against it? I would have been and, against it. Okay, and uh, why? Because uh, we already have, we're, we're like so uh, inundated with crime from drugs, from alcohol, and then you add on top of that pot. And they justified it by saying, well, it's going to bring in millions of dollars. I mean, they what, spent $5 million the first weekend. And uh, I think that's kind of frightening and sickening that <laughs> not many people bought that much pot in that one weekend. No, we, we, we of course we did. Yeah. Got to be did. number one in something. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the culture, it's really corrupted that. It, it, you is, say? it is. It is. And, and, you know, there's, it shows that kids that, I mean, there's studies done. There's a group that we interviewed and they say that kids that start smoking pot, they have, they usually have a failing, more failing grades. It, it just, it just comes with an entire uh, set of really bad things that come along with it. And um, studies again show, and I have to verify this for sure, because I, I like to make sure I know what I'm saying, that, that usually people that start smoking pot at a young age, they say that they kind of get stuck there, you know, like, so they're, they're young kids and that's where they get stuck at. And uh, so we don't need a whole bunch of young uh, kids like being, uh, you know, adults acting like a whole bunch of kids, yeah. but it, it just isn't good. And, and the money, I mean, you just look to Colorado and they have had one problem after the other, yeah. after they had legalized marijuana. So why do we want to do that to our state? Well, and, we, it's not why we did it. We and did. Uh, now we get the repercussions. Do you think that we will, uh, I don't know, pull back from it at all? When I'm governor. Yes, there you sir. go. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Ethel Maharge there for Governor with Ethel Maharge. How can people get in contact with your campaign? They can contact us at uh, Ethel for it's E T H E L and the number four and then gov G O V dot com. Uh, legalized marriage uh, for homosexuals. Uh, would you be willing to rescind that? Yes. You, you know, marriage should be according to the Bible. And I uh, don't know how people feel about that, but the Bible says that there's man and woman and they should be the ones that are married. You shall leave your mother and father and cleave to your, you know, husband and wife. Should the and, government be involved in marriages at all? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, it's just the church, right? Yeah. I mean, if your church approves it, then it's good. And if not, you can leave the church, don't you think? It sort of we, falls under the First Amendment, right? I mean, if your church is okay with that type of marriage, then yeah, you can call yourself married. But the government to recognize marriages anymore in one form or another for either tax benefits or recognition, uh, it's sort of passe at this point. Wouldn't you agree? You've been married 38 years. Yeah. I think you're married in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of, uh, I don't know, whoever was uh, president at the time that, that you got <laughs> married, which I imagine would be Jimmy Carter or and Jerry Apodaca in the state <laughs> of New remember. Mexico. The time. It's like, oh, yeah. I hereby decree <laughs> Ethel and her husband are now married. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what kind of arcane business is this? <laughs> why, why does the government need to get on in on this stuff? I mean, literally, the government creates divorces. 
I could tell yeah. you all about it. I, I've been okay. married and divorced three times. Okay. Yeah, but I've only been married in the church one time. Okay. Yeah. So oh, anyway, okay. just kind of giving you a little insight. <laughs> okay. As, uh, a little bit of where I've come. Yeah. Well, you got to know me. A yeah. There bit, you go. So I just kind of uh, tell you that. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to give you your 10 questions. Okay. And I'm doing this in the <clears throat> fairness of there's been some things happening on your campaign. You want oh, to uh, talk sure. very quickly about that? Sure. That you Maybe you didn't receive the email, I guess? I, I didn't receive the email. Let me okay. tell you what happened after the convention. Okay. And that was a really eye-opening experience for me because I'd never been to one. And um, after I didn't get uh, the, the votes necessary, in fact, I got so few. But mm -hmm. but you know what? We're turning that around. We make uh, lemonade out of lemons. And uh, there are, I got, uh, I'll just, I don't, doesn't bother me. I got 29 votes and that's mm -hmm. okay. And uh, because uh, a lot of good, really good things have happened. But in the process of that, I lost my campaign consultant who was in uh, holding on to my website. Mm -hmm. And so any emails that were, that were like supposed to. Like for safekeeping or for, I don't know, rainy day? No, he just walked away. He oh. just, yeah, he left. He's got the passwords or yeah, something? Yeah, got everything and we oh, couldn't okay. get it. We just barely got it like last week because oh, okay. we had to create an entire brand new website. Oh, that. Okay. So I, I wasn't getting emails from that site. Okay. Right. And yeah, so I wasn't anything. I also lost my campaign manager oh. and, and a few volunteers yeah. that went with her. And so that was that, you know, and I wished them well and things like that. So, yeah. so that why, happened. Why did you wish them well? They're not exactly wishing you well. And they sort of abandoned you after you decided you want to continue. So I'm kind of curious uh, about that. So, well, Eddie, you know what, uh, what, do we, what do you do? You know what I learned from President Trump in his book, it was The Art of the Deal, mm -hmm. long, long, long ago before he was president. I always remember him saying, I never, ever uh, beg anybody to stay. Mm -hmm. He says, if they want to leave, you let them. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, she wants to leave. And yeah. I let him and I wish him well because I never wish anybody bad on anything. Yeah. So I thought, okay, you've made your decision. And, you know, when people make their decision, they make their decision. And yeah. what are you going to do? Fight with them? Yeah. Uh, I don't do that. Yeah. And so I'm like, I wish you well. You know, and so, uh, yeah, she's on another campaign and, and that's that's cool. You know mm -hmm. what? We, we have so much in our campaign that is so good mm -hmm. that um, I don't have time to look back or cry over anything that ha yeah. has happened. You know, well, you know if you want friends in politics, you know what you need to do, right? Yeah. You just... Get a dog. Yeah, get a dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I don't whine and complain about things that go wrong. I just yeah. don't, you know. Yeah, dogs never do. They'll, yeah. They're happy with however much you feed or yeah. whatever you want to do with them. All right, let's get to the 10 questions. Uh, we're going to go rapid fire as rapid as okay. you can. So this Good. is off the cuff. You have not received the questions. I have not received them. So you actually get to do this a little bit raw. In all fairness uh, to the other questions, you will not be ranked. Okay. Mark Ronchetti ran first uh, in that. He had uh, 4.25. Uh, 4 uh, J Block ran second at 3.25. And uh, my preferred candidate, uh, Greg Zanetti, uh, ran uh, third, just to kind of tell you how completely fair I was in terms of my assessments. Mm -hmm. I did not like the one-word answers. He only got two and a half. So mm -hmm. not, not cool. Yeah. And then I got no response from Rebecca Dow, who I was really starting to like. But uh, I got to tell you, we're, we're not going to. She's she. You have an excuse. Uh, she does not have that excuse, unfortunately. Okay. And that's disappointing uh, for her because she's not going to get the chance to address these questions okay. here uh, on this air. I'm giving you the Thank benefit you. of the doubt. So I, I just wanted, uh, and I appreciate your graciousness uh, with all that, as well as Dow's uh, understanding for allowing me to ask you these questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, these questions are straightforward. Okay. And I'll be straightforward. Here we go. Number one, the party's 2018 nominee for governor lost his Democratic opponent by more than 14 points. That would be Steve Pierce. I like to say names. Dow didn't do that because, you know, Dow's a nicer guy than I am, I suppose. Uh, why did this messaging and policy positions fail to connect with voters? Wow. 
Uh, you know, at the time, at 2018, I was trying to help him, actually. I had been hired by Hispanic Action Network. So you would know to, this question better than probably all the rest of the candidates. So why did it fail to connect with voters? Because, um, you know what? You know, I really hate using identity politics, but that sometimes has something to do with it. And then the other thing is, one of the well, things... I don't, I don't know. What does that mean? Okay, that means that people are... Yeah, you know what? Identity politics... I'm, I'm Hispanic. I'm... I'm you know, Hispanic. Are you saying that they didn't like Steve Pierce because uh, um, he is white? It, it could have been. It could have been that. You know. And well, he, would you say that? Why would I say that? No, would you say that? I would say that if you're, um, when you're forty four percent Hispanic, mm -hmm. they want a Hispanic person in in, in office. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Susana Martinez, and then of course now Lujan Grisham. But mm -hmm. but so I think that for the state that's predominantly Hispanic, yeah. I think that they look for that. Yeah. You know, and so what I think about that Gary was, Johnson? Oh yeah, they, well yeah, they like Gary Johnson. You know, he served, but he, and you're right, he wasn't white. He I mean, he wasn't, wasn't Hispanic. Hispanic yeah. yeah, he wasn't Hispanic, but okay. but yeah, you know, um, I don't I don't know. You know what? Like I said, I was working with Hispanic Action Network to get him in, and and I'm going to tell you, I was working at the time with CareNet Pregnancy Centers. Okay. So so that time, I remember, I was hired for six weeks to go work with them, uh -huh. and they said to me, "You know why he lost?" And I said. Tell me, please, because I worked really hard. And it, and the, this pastor said he never mentioned life, not one time. Huh, okay. And so you're a pro-life person? I am, so you think absolutely. that would be a difference in, in that? Oh, you bet he, there is. He, he did not mention life. So yeah. uh, the messaging for the Republican Party, essentially what you would say is failed to connect on life issues. Is that correct? Absolutely. When when Grisham, that's exactly what she's saying. You bring me a bill for abortion and I'll sign it. And he never, he, he stayed away from it. And I always say this, President Trump, you know, when he won his election is the, the night that he debated Hillary Clinton and they asked him about abortion. And why do I know that? Because I was in the I was in the pro-life arena and they asked him about abortion. She's all for it. He's not for it. I said that night he won because he won the evangelical vote that were that didn't like him. So you thought the evangelicals carried the country? I believe that they had a good deal. Yes, I believe that they do. The church right. is the answer. Frankly. All right. Number two, broadly speaking, has the federal government's dominant presence in the land of enchantment been a driver of economic growth or a millstone that keeps the state dependent on D.C.? Oh, it keeps the state dependent. Uh, I, yeah, we have to get away from government. Um, they, they're sucking us dry. They keep giving us more and more money so that we can keep, be beholding to the federal government. And we need to just get away from that. I, I think that they, that they have made us so dependent that, that people don't, uh, unfortunately, we can't even think for ourselves at some point. Do you have yeah. an economic plan? Economic planning, what? Yeah, yes. <clears throat> Number three, a 2014 analysis by the American Enterprise Institute found that the compensation packages of state bureaucrats significantly surpass what private sector employers offer to mm. similarly skilled employees. Will you appoint a commission and study the pay and benefits disparity and outline reforms, including, if necessary, the repeal of unionism in the public sector to bring compensation fairness to New Mexico? Yes, I will. I believe it. I believe in uh, free enterprise. I'm a former business owner and I believe that uh, unions should not control us. I was asked that question just yesterday at an event mm -hmm. and um, unions serve their purpose, if you will, in certain places. However, they're not to control the people, not to control the votes. And I believe in free enterprise. And so, yes, I believe that people should be free. And we, yes, I would definitely appoint a commission. And if, if the uh, government, like right now, for example, and I know I'm going off here, asking why are they giving these teachers all these huge raises and i say it's an election year you know whether or not they're doing the job it's like that's not right 
you know, people should be graded on their ability to do the, to do the job. Number four, do you favor the phasing out of New Mexico's income tax? Yes, I do. I do. And it's probably a very short answer. Yes, I do. You know, uh, Texas, they don't have, you know, all these states, they don't have income tax. What? I was thinking about this. And you know what? We are being taxed to death here in this state. And, and so we end up being the poorest proper, uh, state that there is. So we need to quit taxing everybody on their income. Our property taxes are going through the roof. And now we have gas taxes on top of that. And they want to raise that. So I am opposed to more taxes. So uh, just a side question, a follow-up question. What amount does the state of New Mexico collect uh, in terms of its overall budget from income tax? You know what? I would have to research that. I'm just going to be very honest. I don't have that percentage. Thank you for being honest. Number five, in 2019, eight Republican state senators voted for the ETA. Government mandates for green power have been shown to drive the price of electricity higher. Mm -hmm. One recent study by the University of Chicago's Greenstone, Michael Greenstone in Aishan Nath, found a 12-year rate hike of 17%. Were your fellow Republicans wrong to vote for the ETA? And why were you, or why uh, have you been supportive for of, of the vote we need to work with what is working right now and the energy transition act they're trying to shove down electricity down our throats uh you know electric power or solar and uh, all this wind energy and right now we have the the cleanest energy that we have something that we depend on for everything that we use uh from from your alarm clock that you hit in the morning to your to your uh, the lipstick that women put on there their face. You know, everything that we use right now is dependent on oil and gas, but they have wanted to transition over to to wind energy and uh, solar energy, and it is not sustainable. It is not clean. And so, yes, I would have opposed that. Number seven, many Republicans in the legislature have been enthusiastic supporters of the Spaceport America. In a state with some of the worst socioeconomic outcomes in the nation, was it wise to hand a billionaire more than $200 million in taxpayer revenue to support his highly speculative business? Uh, yes, it was highly unwise. You know, there's people here in our state, uh, just in the South Valley here, mm-hmm. don't have running water, electricity. And you hand them, uh, somebody that came from out of state, and you hand them. Now, I know that space travel is important. I understand that, you know, to some extent, but there's people right here that need the help in, in our state. So why are we handing billionaires money? Why are we handing anybody money? Exactly. Why are we doing that? Yeah. We shouldn't I mean, it. what's the function of government become yeah. handing people money? And you know what? That spaceport sits there uh, desolate. Have you been there? No, we've been through there. Yeah. We, yeah. Did and you see nothing. anybody? No, there's nobody. One of, one, of my, no, one of my no. team members says, she goes, it is locked up. Yeah. So what's the point of having something that they spent billions of dollars for and you can't even go see it? Someone's getting some money. Yeah, Someone, somebody. Who knows where? All right. Is it uh, number eight? Is it proper for local, state, and quasi-governmental entities to use taxpayer dollars to influence the legislature, either directly or by our hired lobbyists? No, it isn't. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it isn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. You're 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 paying to play. I don't. I believe that's wrong. Okay. So we shouldn't use any taxpayer dollars to influence the legislature, either directly or indirectly. No. Okay. I mean. No, I, that's good. I just wanted yeah, to clarify I don't want- for. Sometimes I, I take what you say and yeah, I, you know, absolutely. No, don't Number nine, should critical race theory be banned in New Mexico's government education? Yes. And all the way up the chain, because it doesn't stop just at, in, ed, in education. It goes all the way into corporations 
like, you know, like the Coca-Cola company was it, I forgot what their, their program is called, but it doesn't just stop in, in the elementary schools, the high schools, it goes to college yeah. indoctrination. So yes, it needs to be bad. I, I love what DeSantis is doing. Get rid of that junk. You know, our kids need to learn reading, writing, arithmetic, true history of our country, our constitution. So the government to be responsible for people's education. I think that the parents should be responsible. Uh, should we be paying into a public educational system, yes or no? You know, that was uh, created by, I believe it was Roosevelt. Yeah, FTR. And, you know, there's a place for people to, to learn. And their pe- teachers, you know, they need their salaries. There are a lot of really good teachers out there, so I'm not for eliminating it. However, it needs to be competitive. And if they're not doing the job, that money needs to go elsewhere. Yeah, we're the worst in the country. So we're not no, doing the job. We're not, so we're should not. we keep giving these guys raises nope. when they're not doing the no, job? No, absolutely not. That was wrong. That was, again, a political move just for Number votes. 10, and final question. <laughs> Legislative Financial Commission, uh, Committee, LFC, in a 2017 report found that New Mexicans have approximately 77 physical points of access to higher education throughout the states. Is the state's government university complex out of control? And given the system's dismal graduation rates, Shouldn't fewer New Mexico, New Mexicans be going to college? Yes, I believe that. Absolutely. What should was, they be doing? They should, you know, I, I have a, tra- I have a degree and a trade. So, um, what'd I, you get first? Um, I got my trade, trade. Yeah. yeah. I got my trade. What, what I, your, I, I was, uh, most people do. Yeah. I was a barber and I, you yeah. know what? I did more. I, I made more money with my trade, believe it or uh-huh. not, than my degree. So no, and, no, I believe it. And because I, and nobody I, knows, knows what yeah. to do with uh, a degree, a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And, and people and I don't t- hire people based upon their bachelor's degree, yeah. they hired it based upon your ability to do a job. And I taught school. Mm-hmm. And when I taught school, I saw that most of those kids in Cuba had no business going to college mm-hmm. because all you do is have them waste four, six, eight years of their life and then they come out of there highly in debt. Why are we putting our kids in debt? That's mm-hmm. wrong. I like it. Ethel Maharj, anything else? Um, You know what? I love my state. I'm here for you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I don't give up. I don't quit. As you see, even having a dismal appearance of the votes at the county convention did not deter me in the least. I thought, okay, you know what? There's 2 million people in the state. The rest of them need to be able to hear me and get to vote themselves, not just a little over 600 people. And uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much uh, have you raised in terms of your campaign? Um, I'd have to go back and look. I think that we just reported like maybe like I have to ask Brian. We were just counting that. Not a lot. Not a lot, Eddie. But you know what? I'm going to tell you that. That's been a real big issue for a lot of people about me, mm-hmm. about my campaign. But I want to tell you something. It, it, I think that we've gotten our focus so much on money, so much on doing that, that, that they forget what it is that the real issues are. And I have done so much in my life, and I've done it for absolutely zero money. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what my greatest strength is, is to rally people. Do you know that I saved my entire community? It didn't cost me a dime. They were going to bypass Cuba. You know what I did? I got a, my girl with a clipboard and they said, go and ask everybody if they'll get on the bus because they are not going to bypass my com- community. And so I went and we got in the buses. We loaded the buses, showed up at committee meetings. And guess what? Cuba's still there because I'm not afraid. And you know what it cost me? Zero. I've gone to the legislature. I've rallied people. That's probably my biggest dream. I rally people to action and it doesn't cost anything. We got 500 twice, a thousand people another time. And we defeated some really ugly life bills. And you know what? Twice they came in the snow. You know what it cost me? Zero. Mm -hmm. It didn't cost me anything. So I'm very, I really am running the most cost effective campaign. Has this interview cost you anything? 
No, not a dime. But would commercials cost you anything? Oh, they probably would. <laughs> they just probably, letting you know. Yeah, absolutely. So it, is, yeah. it is one of those things. Yeah, it so is. Just, it, it's just one of those things. I mean, money uh, does count. And, it does. It does. And, I get uh, it. You know, I, I, I understand that there's people who say that, hey, I don't need to raise money and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but I'm just going to say that that's generally not how we no, have won. I, I get it. And so you've got to raise money. So I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead and plug for some money if you yeah. want to uh, tell hey. people to donate to your campaign because you know, to get on the, on the radio station and say, Hey, I don't need money and I can rally people makes me feel like I don't need to give you a dollar. No, no, no. Let me tell you. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying I don't need money. Okay. I'm not saying that it is not, it should not be the focus of the campaign. Like when you say I've got $2 million, how does that serve New Mexicans? Okay. I, I, okay. I need money folks. I really do to finish my campaign. We're doing signs and events and gas yeah. and everything down the road. So if you want to give to me, Ethel, E-T-H-E-L, and then the number four gov.com. So please, please give me, cause I, you know what? We need it to continue going on the race as we go through and get through the primary and we mm-hmm. win. And I intend to, regardless of what people think about my race or campaign, I intend to win. And so but you need to know that I watch my pennies and I'll watch the state's pennies as well. I'm not wasteful. Well, we don't need pennies. We need, we need, we need mega bucks. Oh, and hey. we got 27. Well, I shouldn't tell you. Do you know how much money we got from the federal government during COVID? Like $27 billion. There you go. Yeah. So, you know right what? I, but I'll watch those. I'll watch those billions of dollars. Okay. I'm not wasteful. You don't, don't get to watch them. You have to hand them out. No, I know. I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> it's just money I, coming through. But I'll make sure in whose hands they go that they're not going to be wasteful because if they are, they're gone. Well, but, unfortunately, yeah. you don't get a control about that either. Yeah. It's the federal government who gets mm-hmm. to ultimately the choice of uh, where that money goes. And yeah. just about everybody got some, except for me. I didn't apply I, for any of it, but yeah, uh, there you go. One more time. Your campaign web registration. My campaign website is Ethel, E-T-H-E-L. And the number four, GOV.com. There you go, folks. Ethel, thank you for being here. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Back tomorrow at 4 p.m. right here in the Kiva.